Tonight, 120 retired generals have slammed President Biden as being mentally unfit as an ongoing... Gr- I, I screwed it up. I was going to try and go for it. I couldn't do it. You did good, though. <laughs> I was trying. Cause what Jack did I do? Did I do something wrong? <laughs> no, no, no. I just couldn't I got do nervous it. for a second. I was going to try and do this bit. Didn't work. I just totally flubbed it. Go, do it again. <laughs> no, Welcome. No, no, no. Welcome. On tonight's news. <laughs> uh, so there's a gas shortage and uh, food, food shortages in certain areas and hyperinflation. And uh, Elon Musk says we're not going to be. Here's, here's what I love. Bitcoin drops because Elon Musk says we're <laughs> not going to sell it. I'm like, this is the craziest thing ever. Bitcoin's like, we're no longer accepting Bitcoin because it's environmentally unfriendly. And that means we will never sell our Bitcoin position. And people are like, quick, sell your Bitcoin. Why? He sense. just said he's going to hold and not and, and, and restrict supply. Anyway, oh, man, 120 yeah. retired generals come out and they're like Biden's brain is broken. <laughs> the, the, the election system is they're, they're questioning the integrity of the election. No integrity. No integrity. They're saying, you know, Democrats are saying it's racist to have IDs when like all these other racist. countries are doing it. Oh, yeah. Britain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got a, a lot to talk about, man. I'll tell you one thing, too. It's really crazy. We'll get to this later. There are these viral videos of people putting magnets where they got their vaccines. And it's some of like the dumbest stuff I've ever seen. But what's really annoying is how bad the media is at debunking these things. So anyway, long story short, there's a viral trend where people take magnets and put it on their arms and then claim there's a microchip. It's not real. But I suppose it's I don't know how you debunk it because these media outlets are just like scientists say it can't be real. It's like, okay, well, that's not you're not. What are you doing? That's. We, sli- we, just, we sliced open their arm and found no evidence in metal. Yeah, there. they didn't do any of that. That's the way. But we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. And I think it's I think it's just like people have found a way to get views. Yeah. It's, that's like the easiest way to do it. Those people. People in search of views? Clout Let, chasers? No way. Exactly. And let me Losers. just say, the people, the people who are doing this, I don't think realize that like microchips for the most part are like not magnetic unless it's like a cobalt nickel microchip i Pre- guess pre-show tim was giving us quite a lesson yeah, on, awesome. on what metals are I'm like, this is so magnetic. dumb like what do they do like a chunk of Brass? iron in your arm uh-huh. no steel lead all no. right all right there are some but it just it's these it's so silly anyway we we get to debunk this stuff so uh here's yeah, the way to debunk them you just send all those people through an mri yeah <laughs> let's see what happens then yep yeah yeah, I, I think people are just like on TikTok and they're like, look, woo, the and same, they put yeah. sticky, they put the same people complaining arm. about the chip in their arm are these people too. Mm-hmm. Walking out the phone. Phone attached to their bodies at all times. So we'll, we'll talk about the news. Of course, Jack's here. Jack is here. I'm here. It's every other Wednesday. I'm Jack Murphy. I'm here with my great friend, Ian. Uh, by the way, if you have some time, please do check out my YouTube channel. Hit subscribe, reminder, share it, all those things. Follow me on Twitter, Jack Murphy Live. What, what, what YouTube channel? You didn't mention what the name of it was. It's Jack Murphy Live. <laughs> yeah, Jack Murphy know. Live. All over the internet, Jack Murphy Live. Just type it right into Google and then go down the list and hit follow on all of them. Oh. Wow. What about you, Ian? Well, my name is Ian Crossland. Hello. Thank you, Thank you Jack. You're and welcome. you can follow me at iancrossland.net if you'd like to see my stuff. That's iancrossland.net. I already follow you. I'm so glad. Good. Yeah. 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 Actually, actually, I really like you. Yeah. 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 As a person. I, I the flirting that. has begun early yeah. tonight. Stop Goodness. it. Lydia's pushing right, yeah, buttons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ian didn't throw it to me. I was waiting for that. Oh, well. Ah. I'm here in the corner pushing buttons and laughing at these guys. It's great. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com and click this big blue members-only button in the top right. Oh. You can become a member with Stripe or PayPal. And, uh, my friends, have you heard? They gave Steven Crowder two strikes. I think it was today. I think today or yesterday, but probably today. Two strikes. On, on, on his main channel, he now has two strikes, which means one more strike and they permanently ban him. And on his Crowder Bits channel, they gave him one hard strike, which means because his main channel has two strikes, he can't post anywhere on YouTube for two weeks. The purge is real. They don't want anti-establishment conversations, which 
very often overlap with a lot of conservative conversations. So in the event that Crowder goes down, you know that there's a bunch of people who are next. We're probably on that list somewhere. Go to TimCast.com. Become a member to help make sure that if that happens, we can keep working. And you also get access to amazing members-only content in the members area right up top. You can see we have a bunch of really amazing videos. We talked yesterday about people wanting us to eat cicadas. I talked about chickens with oh. Daniel. And Ian claimed that shrooms made his friend's dog sentient. You got to see. You sh- oh, I wish you could have been there. <laughs> she got into really like a be- an eighth of mushrooms. And, and the dog just became like, you could I'm alive. Personality. All right, all right, all right. If you want to see that, go to TimCast.com, become a member. You can watch the video. And don't forget to like share and subscribe to this channel share this video take the url seriously there someone posted this video and they were or this photo and they were like this is what happens when people share and it was a major spike in like the mm. youtube like uh, uh viewer count or whatever like you can see the bar graph take the link put it on twitter facebook whatever uh, you know help leverage that i suppose and uh if you're listening on itunes spotify or wherever give us uh, five stars leave us a good comment let's get into the serious news so i mentioned this story a moment ago uh, for those that aren't familiar More than 120 retired generals and admirals signed open letter questioning Biden's mental health and backing election fraud claims. I mentioned this, and the first thing that uh, Jack said, what did you say? Are Are we back to trusting, uh, you know, retired officials of all kinds, experts? I mean, didn't we just spend the last four years reading letters from all kinds of lists of people saying, yeah, 100 of these guys said that Donald Trump is insane. 100 of these guys. 100 of these guys. 100 of those guys. And then 100 of those guys. And now we got 120 of these MNFing guys. Mm -hmm. But I believe these guys. That's right. right. Because they think the way I think. That's yes. right. Yes. Correct. You know, uh, I saw the 350 whatever um, former military uh, officers saying Trump was unwell. And I was deeply offended. And it was clearly fake news. Clearly. And then I, I opened up this story from the Daily Mail. And these 100 retired generals clearly are the ones who are of sound mind. They were the smart ones, obviously. <laughs> Nothing but the best. I got to be honest, though. I I. Do think these guys are right? <laughs> like Biden is not all there. He's definitely not. So I mean, you know, obviously we have our bias, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, here's the story from the Daily Mail. No. They say That's... the letter echoes former President Trump's claims of widespread election fraud, which have been born, uh, which have not been born out in the courts, and uh, come on a day when Liz Cheney ripped Trump for his claim the election was stolen. Now I'll mention this too. What may be the stupidest, most boring story I have ever seen in any news cycle? Liz Cheney getting stripped of some Republican committee woman Who position. Who is she? Uh, Dick, Dick Cheney's, Cheney's daughter. daughter. I'm joking, guys. Yes. <laughs> Come on. No, no, but what, what was her position? What was her position? I have no idea. And who cares? Was. I have no care. I'm like, I'm sitting here reading the news and it's like, two weeks ago, there was reports out of Ohio, Nebraska, uh, uh, and, and Arkansas food shortages. A bunch of different restaurants are like, we can't get food. Why? You see these stories about how people are walking off the job. Like, we don't want to work at Wendy's or whatever. That's happening at processing plants. It's happening at factories. It's happening at steel mills. It's happening everywhere people get paid not to work. I'm, I'm seeing that story. We'll get into more of that later. I'm seeing the story, and I'm like, wow, this is scary. And then I look on, on Twitter, and it's like, Liz Cheney, Liz Cheney. I'm like, who cares about Liz Cheney? Is there, is there, a, is there a 45-year-old dad, you know, looking at his two daughters in the corner, thinking to himself like, oh, man, if Liz Cheney doesn't get removed, I don't know what my future is going to be like, or my daughters. No, he's like, do I have food tomorrow? Is there gasoline? The Democrats just shut down, are demanding another pipeline be shut down in Michigan because they're worried it'll leak in the, in, the, in the lake, which hasn't happened before, apparently. And it's weird timing to shut down a pipeline when we have this other thing going on. 
Anyway, I digress. That'd be three in one year for them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So let's see what these uh, these uh, these here generals. Oh, and that was the, that was just the day after that. It was like basically the head, I think, of all the Department of Energy. Maybe was our Department of Transportation. One of them. The lady was saying, "Well, pipelines are definitely the best way to That's be right. shipping the gas." Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Talk about weird. It's it's. It, I gotta say, it, it when I saw that story about Democrats shutting down the pipeline in North Michigan, it goes into Ontario, I guess, for for uh, processing refining. But still, that helps supply the region. And I'm just like, are they? trying to destroy everything are they are they actually like mustache twirling villains who want to burn the system down because it's it's like Dude, I, well, I don't know what to say man. i've been having this feeling lately where like i'm like am i doing the the biden version of tds where like everything that happens is definitely his fault and definitely part of a grand scheme and definitely evidence that they're trying <laughs> to kill us all and destroy the country right. one step at a time right in front of our faces yeah. No. Yes. Yes, they are. No, they're not. Well, no, 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 you're no. not. You're not. You don't have Biden derangement. I don't think. I don't have Biden derangement. I don't think it's Biden though. I think that there's. There, he's just a pawn that doesn't mm-hmm. isn't cognizant enough to be aware of what's going on around him. Well, so so let's let's take a look at this letter real quick, and then I, I do think it's a, we'll 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 lead off with that because that's a really oh. good point. And I think the answer is no. We don't have Biden derangement syndrome. I think some people do. Yeah. Absolutely. I think there's people who are building careers off of like, Biden is always bad. No, when, when Biden announced he was moving up the vaccine schedule, I give him credit. I was like, that's fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, Donald Trump was the one who did all the work for this. Donald Trump deserves credit for Operation Warp Speed. Joe Biden saying we're going to increase production, move up the schedule. Like, this is a good thing. It's not like he won a war or like ended a war or got everybody rich or anything. But, you know, I try to give credit where credit is due. No, he started wars and made us all poor. Right, exactly. Yeah, and okay. that's bad stuff. Yeah, that's bad. You know, 2019, best numbers of our lives, Jim Cramer, yeah. whether you trust the guy or not. But anyway, here's the letter. And uh, I'll read I'll read just some of it so you get the general idea. Well, I'll actually, I'll read the highlights because this, reading the whole letter, they say, Quote, election integrity demands ensuring there is one legal vote cast and counted per election. Legal votes are identified by state legislatures approved controls using government IDs, verified signatures, etc. They write. They have a huge list. Like, let me, let me read this one. The mental and physical condition of the commander in chief cannot be ignored. He must be able to quickly make accurate national security decisions involving life and limb anywhere, day or night. Recent Democrat leadership uh, inquiries about nuclear code procedures sends a dangerous national security signal to nuclear armed adversaries, raising the question about who is in charge. We must always have an unquestionable chain of command. 100%. We talked about this on this show when the Democrats were like, maybe Biden shouldn't be the only one with nuclear capabilities like with the the codes. And it's like, what are you telling the world when you say that? True and a shabbat of pressure. What do you think? Kim Jong-un is thinking when he watched Joe Biden say that or when he sees Joe Biden go, I'm going to get in trouble if I answer questions. So I got to leave. What do you mean? How would you feel if you walked into a tent in the middle of a war? You were at war with your comrades and you walked into a, a tent and Joe Biden was there, the general. And you were like, what do we do? And he's like, oh, he'd be removed immediately. 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 He has, as far as I know, zero combat, ex- zero military. Experience. He would have gotten fragged a yeah, well, long time ago. Well, hold on. Trump. <laughs> Trump doesn't have any combat experience None, in the military. Zero. However, you walk in and Donald Trump is going, we are not going to allow them. No, excuse me. We are not letting them take that front. I want more soldiers there. No, it's quiet. Excuse me. And they're like, okay, okay. Joe Biden's going, you know, uh, the, the one strategy, uh, we got we to gotta focus. Uh, anyway. Yeah, that's uh, when the guys take him out. That's when they say, okay, if, Grandpa, come if on. If you we're, stumble and don't. I mean, they, they walk. They, you mean they walk him out of the room? Yeah, they, right. they remove him from his position. Right. Jesse Kelly had a great tweet about this today. He's also going to be live on Jack Murphy Live tomorrow, oh. twelve fifteen. Jesse Kelly. 
Uh, thank you. Uh, the gets are getting better. I have That's some awesome. great guests coming up as well. Um, and he's pointed out, he's like, look, if you're a bad guy out there in the world, this is your moment to make your move. This is your yeah. moment to make your move because there's nobody uh, uh, on watch. Nobody seems to care. And if they do care, they kind of want to help you. You know, like it's, you a, know, it's a moment of weakness. You know what it feels like? It's like the, the, the Democrats right now are the equivalent of a bunch of like miners who put on trench coats stood on top of each other's shoulders and snuck into a frat party. And so now they know that the amount of time they have in this party is limited. So they're like, just grab as much as you can. And they're like drinking. And then like, you know, the, 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 the frat leader guy, he's like some, some, you know, douche bro who's like, yo, what are these kids doing here? Get them out of here. Basically, my analogy is yeah. they're in the system. There's no leadership. <laughs> it's wild and out of control. Yes. And they're extracting and extracting and extracting. And just like watching the whole thing fall down because they want to get as much as they can before they get the boot because they know they're getting the boot. And then Biden's like. I don't know, man. Give Biden? me a six pack. No, 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 hold on. Biden is the grandpa they use to sneak into the bar. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. Alcohol. Right. These are my kids. They're all 50. And they're like, okay, grandpa. And then, you know. Did the generals put their names behind this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's legit. Any uh, names that we know? Let me see. Yeah. They got some photos. Major General Joe Arbuckle. Oh, John Arbuckle. Arbuckle. That's yeah. a name, Garfield. huh? Wow. Do you want me to read all the names? Yes. I'm just kidding. I guess a few, maybe. Uh, I don't. What does MG stand for? Major General. I think so. Major General Joseph T. Anderson. R. Uh, what's R A D M? Philip uh, uh, Selmo, Joseph Arbuckle, John Eric, Rear John Ad- Rear Admiral. Rear Admiral. Yeah, yeah. There you Oof. go. Ooh, yeah. John yeah. W. Bayless, <laughs> James Best. There's so many titles in wow. here. Like Charles Bishop. I'm not going to read everything. Edward Biggs, Richard Tex Brown. Ooh, they call him Tex the oh. Third. Whoa, he's a third oh, or something. That's I cool. Doesn't sound uh, like a very diverse bunch. Joe Owens, Jimmy Pappas. <laughs> hey, Jimmy Pappas, huh? Pappas. Paul Mock, Leonard F. The Coat. Do we have any John bi- Poindexter? Oh, any BIPOCs in there? I don't know. Um, I don't. Names. I don't know. I see a John White. That's oh, the opposite. Wow. Oh though. yeah, that no. is. Other way. How many women? Uh, <laughs> no, no women. How many people of color? With no women, no people of color. Oh, I just gosh. obviously yeah. I don't John's. trust it. A lot of Richards. I don't yeah, trust a lot, it. A lot of Johns. Uh, Ken Hager, H- Hageman. How many total? 180? 120. 120. So what are there? 660 generals all across the U.S. military completely. And we're looking the at almost these are, these a are, third. These are, these are retired. Oh, yeah. th- oh, they're all retired. Yeah. Okay. That's still a third of... The, the total number of generalship of the United yeah, States. Wow. More, more, uh, yeah, well, but they're retired. They're about, they are retired. More people condemned Trump. It was like 357 or oh. whatever retired officers who were like, Trump is mad. That so, was the easy, that was the easy play. So let me, let me tell you something. You do not have Biden derangement syndrome for criticizing Biden when he's doing bad things. I mean, did you criticize Trump when Trump did bad things? Yes, constantly. Yeah, well, when Trump fired Tom Hawk missiles into Syria, uh, th- fired Darren Beatty, fired Michael, Michael Anton, all kinds of bad things. Didn't fire a bunch of people, mm. brought on John Bolton. Yeah. Not so, a- not Anton. That was, it's, 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 it's very simple. Uh, we act, asking this question, we're very actively trying to make sure we're not just playing that game, you know? Yeah. And that's actually a weakness in terms of the, the, the cultural conflict. The left doesn't do that. There, what happened? Remember, remember when Joe Biden was like bombing Syria, and this woman, she, the woman from the New York Times, was like waking up on Sunday, and there's no tweets from Trump. Oh, yeah, no, I'm so was, relaxed. Wasn't that Jennifer Rubin? Oh, so, Rubin. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you, we just watching the news, seeing like, you know, kids blow up and stuff. But uh, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Right. You, you've been sleeping the whole time anyway, so don't bother waking up. You'll only make a mess of it again if you. If well, you look, rigorous investigation is not the hallmark of the left. I recently uh, tweeted out some information from education on the left where the slide. Biden said that if you look at data and the only conclusion that you come up with is that this, if you don't come up with this, the idea that the system is broken, 
that for whatever reason that kids have different outcomes, the data's wrong, the system's broken, or you're a bigot. That's it. Huh. Either the that sounds about right. You're yeah, a bigot. I think that's the case. That, that's how you use data. That's what research is all about. Yeah. So uh, to be critical of Joe Biden the way that we were of Donald Trump, I think, is not something that we're going to see a lot of on the left. Someone tweeted. <clears throat> they, were, uh, they were like, it's been four months and already we're dealing with all of these crises. And then some, some lefty responded with, how is this in any way the result of Biden policies? And I was like, imagine living in that world where you don't know what Biden's been doing. And for those that are listening who are like, I bet Tim's not even going to give an example. <clears throat> Welcome to Timcast Hour, my friends. One Joe Biden rescinded the executive orders from Donald Trump and issued 50 or so executive orders on his own. Some of those ex- executive orders were the remain in Mexico policies, which resulted in a poll factor. And now we have more migrant children in detention. Mm-hmm. Another thing that happened was that Joe Biden reopened the Homestead facility and put more kids in cages. Mm-hmm. They don't seem to care about it. AOC, who once said they were concentration camps, is now saying they're, they're migrant, what, what, what did she call them, facilities with controversial records. Yes. It's a big step up from uh, concentration camps. They're two-star hotels. That's right. <laughs> Two stars. Joe Biden is also proposing that we increase, we, we extend the unemployment benefits of $300 a week for, for uh, another large amount of time or undetermined amount of time. And the Chamber of Commerce said this is resulting in people walking off the job and we need to stop it. 11 Republican governors have now said they're not going to accept this money because it's destroying the economy. Joe Biden is responsible for these things. It is Joe Biden's policies. He re- he restored funding to uh, uh, political factions in Gaza, and now all of a sudden conflict is breaking out. I am not going to sit here and say, look at Joe Biden. He's making moves on the economy with mass spending. The Democrats and Republicans are responsible for that last year. Joe Biden is now exacerbating it. Things are getting worse. Joe Biden is telling people when it comes to immigration, the, the words of the president matter, but it's also his policies. These things are having an impact. Joe Biden goes in and starts talking about Israel and, and having to be responsible and having, you know, having to have accountability. And then all of a sudden now this whole thing is is bubbling up. I understand I can't blame the president for Israel and, and Palestine. That's a huge conflict that goes back a decent amount of time. But you look in Manhattan when people are beating each other in the streets. You look at the, the actions of the U.S. attorneys who have been cutting loose the far left extremists dropping felony charges in the Pacific Northwest, and the violence is getting worse. Even finally, the local news is talking about it. So there are just a few examples of what Joe Biden has done, which is causing very serious consequences. And I'll tell you this. Tell me. When he says we are going to continue the unemployment benefits, $16 an hour, and then you see all of this crazy stuff happening with the exodus from the workforce and the left, these, these young 20-something DSA people, Democratic Socialists, don't understand math. They're like, yay, give us benefits. We shouldn't have to work at all. And it's like, okay, well, if you don't make stuff, you don't get stuff. So if no one's making stuff, then you got no stuff to make or to buy, to do anything with. That's just some of it. That's just Thank you for those examples, Ooh. Tim. I appreciate that. It's fire. You always have citations. You know who well, else? it's because I'm not just making things up like, I don't like Joe Biden. According ah. to Ballotpedia, he signed 43 executive orders, 16 presidential memoranda, 69 proclamations, and 13 notices. On he, day one? He made, right. since he's been in office, dramatic, as of May 10th. He took dramatic actions, unprecedented levels of executive orders and memorandums, and now all of these things happening at the same time. Surely it was a coincidence. Trump was just, you know, putting duct tape over the holes, and then as soon as he left, the duct tape popped off. That's what happened, right? It's all Trump's fault? No. It's a busted machine. He's or a Joe Biden got in and said, change, 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 and pop. The border. It's always an interesting thing to see, like when Trump came into office, the economy was doing okay, and they're like, can't be Trump's fault, can't be, can't be Trump. 
Trump didn't do it. How yeah, long? About- how long into the presidency has it become theirs? But in this, the economy does take some time. The inflation was probably baked in starting last year, and it's getting worse now with these new packages. But the decisions that he made around the executive orders and foreign policy changes and, and immigration changes and thing. things like that, th- those are huge, impactful right now policy changes. Stephen Miller, for all the things you want to criticize that guy for, he crafted an immigration policy that slowed the flow of refugees or of, of uh, illegal immigrants. It slowed uh, the massing of immigrants at the border. It slowed the number of kids in the cages and in the detention centers and the two-star hotels, depending on who's talking. It slowed all that stuff. They rescind all of it, and now it just blows up. Joe Biden was, uh, under his policies, allowing illegal immigrants to come in who are COVID positive, and Mm. then they were immediately released into Texas at a time when you could not travel, you could not go to restaurants. That was the biggest punch in the gut. The spit in the face to the American people. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta ban travel to India, so saith Joe Biden. Media says that's a okay. That's not racist. Mm. Well, Joe Biden said it was xenophobic after Trump banned travel to China. We get it. Joe Biden and the media are hypocrites. They want political power. Now that they got into the party, they are extracting from the system and watching it burn before us. Did Kamala Harris go down to the border when she was tasked with dealing with the crisis? No, she laughed at the reporter who asked her. She openly, (laughs) I'm not going down there. As if to say, you are a stupid piece of garbage for thinking I would ever do anything to serve the American people. I don't stay at two-star hotels. Get the hell out of here. Come Kamala on. Harris, heaven forbid she has to actually go and look at those those pores. I think I have the, I have Kamala Harris derangement syndrome. Kamala Harris uh. responded to that reporter. The only poor people I'm interested in seeing are the people who attend to my pores at the spa. It's a Futurama joke. Uh, I like how you've been using the word pores. I mean, I, I don't really <laughs> like it, but I feel like 21st century, that might become derogatory. Yeah, that's the, oh, that's, the, that's the point. I'm mocking those people for, call, for, for well, you know. There's no room for sarcasm here. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. The It's terrifying because it really is a class issue. And in the future, they, they may really look at the poor as like it's a race of people. I, I, I can't. When watching Kamala Harris laugh in the face of that reporter mm-hmm. for asking if she, would, if she would go to the border, Kamala Harris protested the Homestead facility. AOC protested this. The Biden administration reopened the facility where the children were being detained. Now, I understand that. I did not go after Biden for that. What I'm criticizing is the double standard. You need to have kids somewhere. When Trump was doing, I was like, what are we going to do? Just leave the kids in the desert? You got to put them somewhere and we got to, we can do better, I suppose. But how are you going to protest that? Then be part of the administration that reopens it. And when someone says, will you go to the border? You laugh in their face. Now, not to defend that psycho, but it's cl- it's clear <laughs> that her laughter is a sign of her own cognitive dissonance, right? Mm-hmm. It's clearly when she's challenged, she's uncomfortable, she knows she's wrong, or she doesn't know the answer, or whatever it is, she just cackles, because she knows she's caught. Of course. I, I don't, I don't, I, the question was, will you go down to the border? She wasn't caught in anything. She just started laughing. She hasn't been. She's not prioritizing yeah. it. it, it well, re- no, no, this, it this was, this was right when Biden was like, I'm tasking Kamala Harris with dealing with this. She was boarding a plane. They were like, will you be heading down to the border? And she laughed and said, not today. <laughs> it's like she's the wicked witch of the West. <laughs> you think I would actually care for these children? <laughs> Give me your political power. That's what she does. She just needs a tiny bit of makeup. Can we to get look a like meme of like her? As, we, we need her to be like to merge her face with the emperor. You know, mm, yeah. yeah. Um, the Mace Windu scene. Like the, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm sure it's out there. And it like slowly turns into Kamala and then back into the emperor, <laughs> like a deep fake. That's what she wants. And Joe Biden is just sitting there like, you, you know, uh, somebody tweeted my favorite quote from Joe Biden, 
my favorite presidential quote from Joe Biden. And he's like, I can't, I don't remember the exact quote, but he says something like, you know, the one way to get ahead and with the dream and to fight with, to go anyway. He, that was really that was about yeah. as exhilarating then as it was now. <laughs> but like, anyway, like what were you willing to say? <laughs> All would, right, well, not, Donald Trump is back, my friend. Check this out. Ooh. Oh god! From Fox News, Trump mocks comparisons of Biden to Jimmy Carter. The current president is worse. Yep. This is actually really good. It, Trump won't stop emailing me. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> he loves you. I, got, I heard from him. I got like four emails from Trump yesterday. I gotta sign up for this. I'm like, Trump, what are you doing? And one of them was like, I went golfing today. And I was like, that's fantastic. I don't want, I don't need this. But he, I sent an email and he was like, he basically said, stop comparing Biden to Jimmy Carter. Well, he said, well, Jimmy Carter failed in the face of many crises. Joe Biden is making the crises. And I'm like, it's not wrong. It's actually a good, it's actually a good point. Uh, Joe Biden's policies are, are, are resulting in a lot of these things. Let me, let me, let me show you some of this, what, what he said. <clears throat> Quote, I see that everybody is comparing Joe Biden to Jimmy Carter. It would seem to me that is very unfair to Jimmy Carter. Jimmy mishandled crisis after crisis, but Biden has created crisis after crisis. First, there was the Biden border crisis that he refuses to call crisis. Then the Biden economic crisis. Then the Biden Israel crisis. And now the Biden gas crisis. And those are all policies. Those are all the positions of the Biden administration. Joe Biden has had the worst start of any president in U.S. history. And someday they will compare future disasters to the Biden administration. But no, Jimmy was better, he added. Republicans have said the crisis at the border is a direct result of Biden's reversal of Trump-era migration policies. The Biden admin has in turn said the problem is rooted in Trump's strict immigration policies and human rights abuses. You know what's funny about that? Bro, Trump's not president anymore. The buck stops with you. When bad things were happening with war... People were like, yo, but Trump inherited those wars. And I was like, Trump's president. The buck stops with the president. I'm not going to pretend, you know, I, I get it. Obama inherited the war from Bush. Obama still did messed up stuff. Trump inherited the war from, from Obama. Trump didn't create more wars. Trump withdrew a lot of the troops. Those are good things. Trump still did some messed up stuff. Eight-year-old American girls killed in a commando raid almost immediately when Trump got elected. But man, now that they're playing this game where when Trump got in, and the economy was booming. 2019, best numbers of our lives. They were like, no, no, it's not Trump. It's not Trump. Obama created this economy. And now the economy is really bad. It's Trump's fault. Well, I think the economy was in a bubble when Trump came in. There was just a mass printing raid. That it, since 2008, really, we've just seen the, the money increase, increase, increase. And it was, the, it was the last year of Trump where really before it, before it exploded. And now, it, well, now it's just it's still expanding. It's just bubbling super fast. <laughs> Unemployment was very low. GDP was very high. Stock market was very high. Uh, people had jobs. Low-end wages were going up. Yep. And this was 2019. This was before COVID. This was before the trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. It was long enough into Trump's presidency that you couldn't give all the credit to Obama. It was three years in. It was clear that Trump crafted an economy that worked for the market right. and worked for the lowest wage earners in America. But Trump mishandled COVID, the, the crisis, politically. He didn't mishandle it in terms of the general approach to how you would, how you would handle the, 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 the a pandemic simply because we don't have a control country by which we could measure what would have been good or bad. It's a, it was a no, novel virus. Trump took action. I thought it was good. But politically, Democrats were, were and Republicans were all printing money like crazy. Democrats and Republicans are the ones who created this unemployment stimulus thing. And you had some like Thomas. I think it was Thomas Massey, right? Yeah. Who was like, don't give people money not to work. Oh, yeah. But Republicans and Democrats, where was Trump? Trump was very supportive of a lot of this stuff. Trump was very much like print more money, give the people more money. Yeah. And now the bill comes due. However, I'm not going to fault Trump for a pandemic and an emergency 
The problem is what was happening was across the board. Democrats and Republicans, Trump, everybody was like, I don't know what we're doing. The governors were like, eh. Cuomo was like, maybe I just kill 15,000 people. And so Trump could have done politically a lot better. And the reason I say this, Trump should have fired a lot of people. He shouldn't have fired some people. He should have been stricter with some people. And so I feel like when the pandemic hit and you saw the violation of constitutional rights, Trump could have, the federal government could have intervened, but Trump didn't do a lot of these things. He didn't shut down the riots. The riots are still happening, right? So a lot of the stuff we are seeing are, uh, or I should say a, a, some of it does come from, from Trump. However, Joe Biden has been president now for just about four months. He has enacted tons of policies. And the, and the, the major problems we're seeing are a direct result of Democrat pushes, some with Republicans, but the, uh, the border policies, the conflict in the Middle East, economic crisis, gas shortages. Where's the FBI been? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Why, why, the cyber attack on Colonial? The FBI is too busy tracking down grandmas who took a tour through the Capitol on the wrong day. That is Biden's administration who is prioritizing going after bumbling dotards who walked in. And And I mean it. Look, I get it. The people who stormed in and were like bashing cops. Yes, arrest those people. But they're actually going after like they got one guy and it's like the door was open. and He was confused and he walked in. They're like, and now you go to prison. That's what they're focusing on. And our gas pipelines are being just shut down. Great. Great. Thanks. Thanks, guys. I, I appreciate it. As if this gas uh, pipeline shutdown is going to be an isolated event. Mm. No, I'm, expect the worst. Hope for the best. Expect the worst if you want to survive. It is it is a we, uh, it is a plausible promise that has been confirmed uh, that will feed a decentralized open source uh, activity in this manner. That's clear okay, now why? that you can independently attack a uh, what you say? What? <laughs> independently attack uh, a pipeline, shut it down, causes kind of disruption. It's going to inspire other people to do the same. Yeah. Yesterday they said people were drilling into pipeline, the pipelines. Pipeline. Like, <laughs> Eco terrorists were going up to the pipelines, like drilling a hole in it yeah. mm. somewhere along the chain. That's, that, no, that's what we, we like. There was speculation about that. Oh, it's yeah, I don't know for sure. I, I was jokingly whispering Bitcoin. That's that was buy the joke. Bitcoin. I didn't say buy Bitcoin. <laughs> I just said Bitcoin. Bitcoin. I'm not giving any Noik financial tib. advice. Noik tib. That's Bitcoin backwards. That's <laughs> really bizarre <laughs> and weird. Please <laughs> stop with that. Yeah. Bitcoin. Noik tib. Uh, well, I want to talk about the Israeli thing. Yes. A bit because I don't think, firstly, I don't think it's Biden's fault. That's been going on for a hundred years almost. Mm-hmm. No, and it is his sad fault. and terrifying. It's, Did you guys see the video of the rockets mm-hmm. flying into Tel Iron Dome, man? An Iron Dome. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's 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 it's. Uh, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to pretend like Biden takes full responsibility for a conflict that's been going on for a long time. But a lack of leadership. First, we can just say Biden does not have the mental ability to lead at a crisis right now for what's going on. More importantly, you can look to people like Ben Shapiro who point out that Joe Biden started funding a bunch yes. of these Palestinian groups, and then all of a sudden mm. we get a missile barrage a few months in. Oh, I think the idea here is that Trump was very clear in his support for Israel. It was very clear that they were working hard to secure Israel. And it was very clear that they were going to support Israel and doing anything that they had to do to defend themselves. And now that he is gone, there is weakness in the White House at best, at worst, 
there is a collaborator in the White House, uh, you know, if you're from the Israeli perspective. And so they have now been inspired to begin hostilities again because the uh, sort of the threat matrix is is out of uh, balance where it was in balance when Trump was there. And I, I, you know, look, I understand there's a big conflict. I understand people are like, you don't know what you're talking about as soon as you criticize anything. When I watch videos of rocket fires, which are random and are hitting buses and schools, civilian targets, and then Israel does surgical strikes on select targets, which sometimes is civilian targets because Hamas and, you know, these groups are using them. It's a big difference. I understand. And, and I hear from the, the, the left or the pro-Palestinian side saying, you know, they have a right to defend themselves. And I'm like, I don't know if that extends to like blowing up a school. And they say the same thing about Israel. I'm like, maybe you need to stop the people from going into schools and using them as missile bases. I don't know. I don't know. You know, but I'll, I'll put it this way. Okay. I, all right. I'll step back. I, I don't know the depth of this conflict. There's a lot of people much better versed in it than I. It goes back to like the Crusades. I mean, it was like a port, a trade back. port. Yeah. 1000 AD. It, probably even before that. But yep. it, it, you know, now there's the Suez Canal. So it kind of protects that, the canal, which is the shipping line of the world, basically. Um, it's, it's Biden's fault, man. Look, the, the end of the Trump administration was the Abraham, Abraham Accords. Yes. Yeah. And you had a bunch of Arab nations Eight signing peace, peace deals with Israel. And that was huge. And there was a lot of speculation that this would put pressure on these extremist groups that are firing rockets into Israel to stop because once they do, things can start to normalize. That was the hope, I suppose. But there's a lot of people who are like, it doesn't matter because Israel is settler colonialism and they should be you know, removed or whatever. And so I actually see these memes from many of these leftists saying Israel should be removed outright because they're colonists. And they're straight up saying the people in Israel shouldn't get say in it at all. And I'm like, come on. I understand there's a conflict. I understand you think your side is right. But how do we resolve this by saying one side must be purged from the land? That's insane. It can't be. It, you could go, if I could go back 150 years and say maybe we should build Israel in a different place. Because they were originally going to do it in Northeast Africa. And then I think it was the Balfour Declaration. They said they were going to – well, basically what happened was World War One. The Arabs were on the side of the Ottomans, and the, well, I, 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 look, I got, I'm sorry, man. We'll check this out. I, I understand, but I, I don't. French... I don't want to. I don't want to get into this. I don't think anyone here has enough knowledge on the Israel-Palestinian conflict. The issue this is, is a little, a little the brief. issue is Joe Biden and his ability to lead and the Middle East and, and foreign policy, not the history of Israel and why well, one side is right or one side is wrong. I, my point is, I don't think. I don't think that removing one side is the way. I, I agree with you. It's what it is. There's a bunch of people living there now. And so I don't know what the solution is. I can tell you that under Trump, he seemed to be getting a hold on a lot of the conflict in the Middle East. And they hated him for it. You know why? Well, in my opinion, the military industrial complex types, these big weapons manufacturers, and the uh, neocons, which are now the Democrats, needed conflict in the Middle East to justify expansion and occupation. Not in Israel. In Afghanistan, Iraq, they want to go after Iran. John Bolton was like, we're going to celebrate next year in Tehran. And everyone's like, yay. And that was Trump who brought that guy in. They want that. But how do you justify occupation in the Middle East when there's peace? Well, that was bad. Trump bringing peace to these countries. Oh, no. Now, how are we going to sell the American people that we got to send more weapons over it there? Wasn't, it wasn't peace in the West Bank. when he, the, the Israelis signed declarations with UAE. And, and Remember when South Donald Trump said they were going to move the embassy to Jerusalem and they were like, it's going to be the end. It's going to be the right, apocalypse. Nothing happened. Because the Palestinians are like, Jerusalem is our holy city. So to move the, the Israeli American embassy to the, the Jewish the Israeli no, 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 version no, no, no. of right, right, right. it was the point like is, insulting. I don't know. The the Democrats are the neocons. Yeah. The neocons moved to the Democratic Party. Now we got what's the story? A hundred Republicans are like, we're going to quit the GOP because of Trump. And it's like, I... okay, go go join the Democrats and be pro war. Please do. <laughs> seriously. Yeah, seriously. And they uh, they want war. Joe Biden wants war. 
Like we get news reports as soon as Joe Biden's in that movement into Syria soldiers are moving through, you know, northeastern Syria. And I think they want the conflict. And I think what's happening with Israel is good for them because they can justify why we should have war in the Middle East. And it's 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 for a lot of reasons. It's for energy expansion. It's for control of the region. But you need the American people to support it. So this conflict between Israel and Palestine is great for Democrats. Joe Biden, what, what did he come out and say? Just recently, Israel has a right to defend itself. Yeah, it's weird because if you now it, we're going to send more money to them, our ally, and we're going to have more conflict, which allows us to say we got to send more missiles over there and occupy the areas. Like if you stick a person in a bear cage with a hundred hungry bears, and then you're like, that human needs to defend himself. Well, like, yeah, you didn't need to put him in the bear cage, but you did, and you're right. If you want him to survive, he needs to defend himself. That's kind of the situation of Israel right now. Well, I'm just saying that. The conflict is good for those who want to sell weapons. Exactly. And and have us energy right energy dependent on another region. That's right. That's right. Right. So like the Keystone shut down, not really aggressively defending this uh, pipeline attack, possibly shutting down another uh, pipeline in Michigan. All oh, these no. things are disrupting we our energy oil. supplies. We need oil. Where can we get it? We don't have it here. So I guess we got to go get it in. We where? could try blowing up kids in the Middle East. Oh, that's a good I hear idea. that's Let's... a policy of the Democrats. So wait a second. We can well. sell missiles, blow up kids, and get expensive money. Perfect. I'm in. And Donald Trump is like, Americans should have jobs. Right. And the Democrats are like, can we blow up kids? <laughs> now, now, here's one of the problems with Trump is that, first of all, why why Bolton? You know, who gave him that advice? That was the stupidest thing. It's like, I'm going to hire this moron. Because he saw him on TV a lot. Yeah. That's yeah. not a joke. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Fox News. And the other problem is when he was pressured into the military actions, he was pressured into. That was, he just, I, look, Trump is an arrogant guy. He's full of himself. He knows what he wants. But when it came to things he wasn't an expert on, he deferred to people who were mm. stupid. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, I guess I'll fire missiles. And the news media loved it. They were like, Trump is presidential now, <laughs> bombing children. You know, I remember that day very vividly because I also then went down to the White House to cover a alt-right Richard Spencer, Jason Kessler-led protest against Trump that day because of the Syrian missile strikes. And then Antifa showed up. I, was, I ended up in the middle between these two parties fighting. I'm standing there taking pictures. Someone else took a picture of me taking pictures of, of uh, Spencer and Kessler and then posted that later saying that, that, was, that I was a Nazi. Yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, I remember that very clearly. But also Trump deferred on COVID as well. That's right. And and yet, you know, the media, of course, the Fauci of all they, they weren't really pleased about that. But I thought actually in that case that he deferred to the experts as well as anybody could have deferred to the federalist system, deferred to the states. He, sh he shouldn't have. When it, when it came to the quote-unquote experts, Dr. Yes. Fauci. What, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You don't know anything about this, and you got yeah. a guy that everybody's saying is Fire them all. And then what? Find other experts? Yep. I mean, it sounds I would, it I sounds would, that easy, dude. No, I, I understand it's not as easy, especially when they were obstructing. They wouldn't confirm a lot of his cabinet position. The pe you know, they wouldn't confirm a lot of people for his cabinet. But Trump should have just went. You know, I guess he thought he was going to win another term, and so that was the goal. Play it. Moderate, or maybe he thought he was helping the American people, and that was the right thing. No, to no, do. no. I'm, I mean, like, sure, but he also, why didn't he just go and fire Fauci? Why didn't he send in the troops? Re-election. You, you, you can only do so much in your first term, your second term. You get more leeway because this is this is it. Do what you got to do. But Trump was aiming for the win. I mean, he, he got 10 million more votes second time around. But the, uh, you know what? I refer to the Biden voters as the, it's it's it was a, it was a political drive-by. Mm -hmm. These people don't care about politics at all. Mm -mm. The people I know who voted for Biden. They're gone. They're posting pictures of the bread they made. 
They voted for this guy. <laughs> they come in and they're like, Donald Trump is a fascist. And, and we got to vote for Joe Biden. And then they do. Now they're gone. They don't watch CNN. They don't watch MSNBC anymore. They're gone. And I'm sitting here and we're sitting here like, well, the world's on fire. Where are they at now to take responsibility for what they just said? Gone. None. No responsibility. And of course, when they'll filter it through their their mental model of the world, they won't make any connection to any of their behavior. They're voting. They're supporting right. these policies that leads to all these terrible outcomes. And now we're, uh, we're all left here holding the bag. And yeah. hey, but good news. There's just three years and eight months left. Oh my gosh, Jack. <laughs> yeah, I hear Trump Woo. is considering running again. Four years from now. Yeah. Is that how it works? I, I hate that it is like a reality show, this whole political circus, where it's like, um, two years out, there's going to be nonstop media coverage about who's running for office again. And like, is that really what the, what the human race cares about? Are you kidding? There's so much technology and advancements that we can make on our own. Because, because rather than reality look, TV, look, the Democrats want to burn the system to the ground. They want to extract what they can while they can. And so they have very limited power right now. They have the, they have the Senate by a tiebreaker vote. That's it. They have what, like 11 seats in, in Congress. And they don't have the Supreme Court except by exertion of media pressure. And they have the president who is just not all with it. And they're like, can we just squeeze the last little bit of, you know, it's like you got extra virgin olive oil. This is like the opposite of that. It's you, like, don't, you don't think that they're setting themselves in their mind. You don't think that they've thought that they've won the last contested election, that the, demo, the demographics are going to give them, the pre, you know, all the government for so. forever. Nope. They're going to bring in 30 million new voters nope. and they're settling in. Uh, this is the new Democratic no empire. Way. You, you if, think that that were, if that were true, Joe Biden would have wouldn't have fired off. What is like 50, 63 or uh, was it 53 memorandums yeah. and executive orders? Mm. That was a panic. That was him being like, uh, 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 just just sign it, sign it, sign it, sign it, sign it, sign it, sign it before it's too late. Hmm. Yeah, because oh. a political drive by. The people who can, that's why I'm saying I don't think Trump should run in 2024. I think should, DeSantis should, should. Yeah, they'll smear DeSantis. They'll smear any Republican who runs. But Trump is a ball of fire that they need to trigger the, the, the politically uninitiated. DeSantis comes out. Could you imagine someone going like their grandma and being like, this DeSantis guy is a Nazi? She'll go, who? But Trump, I know Trump from The Apprentice. Yeah, he said all those nasty things. Oh no. They know who Trump is. They came out. They hated the guy. DeSantis are going to be like, I don't, I don't know. But that's so weird because everybody loved Trump until the day he vote, he decided to run for office. Trump? Oprah, Jesse Jackson, all those guys loved him. Pictures, come on my show. Put my arms around you. I love you. Donald Trump's my boy. And he was too big. And, he, and, and, and you know, a lot of what he did helped him. A lot of what he did hurt him. But it's created this permanent ball of fire. Yeah. If Trump came back, CNN would start crying. Praising the Lord. <laughs> I thought we were going to have to lay everyone off. Thank God Trump is back. If it's DeSantis, they're going to be like, uh, DeSantis is bad. And people are going to be like, I don't, I don't know who that is. I don't care. Where are they going to? They're going to have to go beyond Hitler. <laughs> right? Like Mecca Hitler. DeSantis isn't just Hitler. He's Trump. Wow. He's Trump. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. got to be the new highest level smear, right? I guess. If you've already called someone Hitler. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm not concerned right now about where we're at in 2022 or 2024. No. It may be the case that Democrats are, you know, not, you know, they're digging a little dirt hole to sit in like a little chicken or something. They're going to get ready for their dirt bath. You and your uh, chickens. That's right. The they're getting really they're big. I know. watching them earlier. That's right. Yeah. But, I was just uh, sitting out there watching them. They're huge. Look, you, you look at this story with like Liz Cheney and the, the political world is completely irrelevant right now when we're dealing with all these crises. Now, I, I shouldn't say completely. Obviously, th these things will have ramifications moving forward into the political space. But what do people really care about? Think about Gotcha. He's on your arm. Ah! 
<laughs> Jeff Check got out. stink bugged. Here we go. Well, don't throw them ah, at me. Ah. Bug. I eat it. Throwing bugs at The chickens chick. love them. They're like, they, just, they, they, they fight over them. Oh, yeah. And they, 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 they will pick them up and beef? pull them from each other's mouths. Imagine being the stink bug and being picked up by a chicken. They're all just like <laughs> ripping your limbs up. All right, all right. Check anyway. us out. <laughs> Let's talk about real news. From the Daily Mail, inflation hits highest rate since 2008. The price of milk, bread, meat, and energy rose 4.2% this year as the economy recovers from COVID. Oh, is that what they're saying? Oh. But is it rebounding too fast? I love this thing where they're, they're, start, they're claiming inflation isn't actually that high. It's an, it's an illusion because it was frozen last year because of COVID, and now it's just coming back. It's all coming back. No, it isn't. People don't have jobs. They're not working. What do you mean it's coming back? There's signs across the board. People are like, I don't want to work here. I'm not going to work. There, there's 8.1 million job openings, and they could only fill 266,000. Wow. You call that recovering from COVID? No, no, the economy is in flames. And Joe Biden's like, come on, man, do more. Uh, nobody should work. Uh, you know, you, workers of the world unite. Take, take money from the rich. The thing about inflation is it's not a static number. It didn't, like, land here, and this is where it's at. It's a momentous force. So it's passing through. 4.2%. Where does it say the number? 4.2%. Yeah. yeah, it's passing through that on its way to another number. It's Ian, moving. There was a, it's some, moving I, up. I, I was told earlier that there were a bunch of boxes that were very heavy for you that arrived. That would be flour. How much? Uh, 30, 40 pounds. Yeah. 40 pounds of flour. Something like that. Is that no, what no, 100, 160 pounds. 170 <laughs> pounds. Why did you buy that? Because you can freeze it and it's available. Now, so I figured fair, get it now before it, I, there's a run on it. I have a really important side note about this. Also you want to know who moved these boxes of flour you, Lydia, this afternoon? It was, it was Lydia. Lydia picked them Thank up Thank you, for Lydia. You. There's pumpernickel <laughs> flour. Oh, oh, pumpernickel oh, what are you bread. doing? I, I demand flour. I and, parked uh, in the parking lot and walked right past 10 boxes from him. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was beans and rice. Sorry. That was beans and rice. So we're getting prepped. So we are, but I do want to clarify... Yeah, it sounds like a lot that Ian bought, but there's what like 14 people that come through yeah, here. It's we'll a business. Burn through five yeah, and so in like we're not we're, we're not we're not actually buying bread from the store. We don't do that. Ian just starts a loaf of bread with fresh ingredients every so day. So good. So you good. get about five or six days out of it. If it, everybody know, eats it with two less. days, it's yeah. spongy. I there's, challenge you to ditch the bread maker, my friend. I did the first four or five years. I made bread was that without bread maker. It'd be hands on the bread. Using my own body heat to warm it up as oh, you yeah. press into yeah. it, definitely. But it would take two to three hours. It's a lot of fun. You got to let it rise and do this thing on twenty on election night, twenty sixteen. I made baguettes that night throughout the election. Man, they were well. Bad. So, so we're we're not doing a segment on bread. Oh, yes, sorry. We we're just talking <laughs> about inflation, inflation, Rising, and, like and and panic bread. buying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> there you go. I don't I don't think it's fair to say it's panic buying when everyone decides to go get gas at the same time. <clears throat> it's not a panic. If you're like, oh man, what's going on in the news? I'm at half a tank. I better, you know, top off because I got work tomorrow. Common sense. That's just like normal things. But there are videos of people doing. There's a, there's a video of like a guy with with a bunch of plastic bags full yes. of gasoline in his trunk. You see this? I did. Tied off. Oh, wow. and then and then what is it? The product Bless consumer America. safety. You know, Twitter yes. was like, please do not fill up plastic <laughs> oh bags gosh. with gasoline. I can confirm. I did not panic buy the 150 pounds of flour. Okay. I just saw that it was available and thought, what a boon. What a, what a luxury that I have as a human to have access to 150 yeah. pounds of organic white flour. I want it now. I can freeze it. It'll last for years and years. Get it. And then I realized after, well, if there's a panic run, those things become, you can only buy four. You can only buy 20 pounds of it now. So I'm glad I got it now. So that's kind of like panic buying, dude. But I, did, I wasn't in a panic when I bought it. I just thought <laughs> no, it's no, no, a good no, no, deal. No, that's, that's the issue is that when the prices start skyrocketing and inflation is going up, people are like, okay, look, I got 10 bucks right now. Tomorrow, it's going to have the buying power of five bucks. Then, I mean, honestly, the 10 bucks today is the buying power of like, what, like less than a cent? 
the t- 10 bucks is like borderline worthless compared to 100 years ago. So people are like, I better spend the money now because, you know, it's not, I'm not going to be able to buy anything with it tomorrow. So then everybody says, all right, bread, milk, energy. So what are people doing? They're buying tons of stuff. This causes product shortages and it causes more inflation. It panic. works both ways too. Imagine you're a guy that's got a warehouse full of stuff. You can sell it today for 10 or tomorrow for 12. There was a Craigslist post that went viral where somebody was like, a couple of weeks ago, I bought a bunch of gas for you know my machines or whatever. $16 a gallon, come by and I'll, I'll, I'll top you off or something like that. People are hoarding gas now and trying to exploit the crisis because sometimes people, you got a lot of people who are just bad people, you know? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Is that is that a bad person or are they providing liquidity in a time of crisis, which is a service that people want because they're freely engaging in the buying and selling of that commodity, which they could not get anywhere else except for that price? This is the same concept behind Uber surge pricing, which I fully support. I've gotten totally screwed by it. I've paid $200 for a $20 cab ride before because there was no other cars and it was a surge time. But I paid for it because why? It's, it's, it's not- the only way to get the car. I, I wouldn't say it's the exactly the same thing, right? Going to a gas station when you when you know there's gonna be a crisis and buying buy, buying as much as possible to then resell it right off right off the bat, I'm not a fan of. In some areas, people complain about uh, price uh, um, gouging on like water, right? There'll be a storm and then someone will be like five dollars for a bottle of water, and I'm like, that's fantastic. You know why? If you buy a bunch of water and drive it into a disaster, you're taking risk. You're buying things. You can sell it for what you want to sell it for. That's different. That's the same as the guy with no, the gas isn't. who took it back to his no, 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 house. He no. took on the risk. He, he, that would be going to the gas station right before the hurricane hits, buying all their water, and then standing outside being like, now it's five bucks. Mm. That's not providing a service and alleviating any tensions. That's exploiting the crisis. If you're bringing – so when we saw people, got, they got in trouble because they brought water into disaster areas and sold it for like five bucks a bottle. And I'm like, there'd be no water there. Somebody decided to drive into the disaster, taking risks to bring water to these people. It costs money. Taking taking water from the store and then going outside and doubling the cost of it, you're just exploiting people who are in a crisis. Sure. I'm not sure. Fine. I guess if you're a capitalist, you're probably like, well, too bad. But that guy with the gas could have been taking it 100 miles away to a place where they didn't have any gas. You don't know that. We just don't know. Seeing videos of people filling up like laundry tubs with gasoline. Look, as somebody who went to the gas station twice today to make sure I had a full tank to drive round trip all the way out here and make sure I can take my kids around school tomorrow and whatever – I like was thinking maybe I should have trash bags full of gas in my car too, <laughs> trash because bags because full of gas. if I can't take my kids places or I can't pick them up, then I don't get to see my children. The so difference is to me. you're not filling up trash bags of gas to then resell for five times the price at the same location. Okay, you got to wonder when does it become predatory? I guess because there's nothing wrong with marking up your your product in t- if someone needs it. You know, like if the, the the story of the umbrella salesman that will sell the umbrellas for a dollar until it rains and then they're twenty dollars each or ten dollars each. That's fine. And they still sell all the umbrellas. That's you know? fine. Um, same with water. When there's a crisis, you sell the water for a markup of five hundred percent, whatever. I'm saying that if you walked into Walgreens and bought all their umbrellas. And then stood outside because you knew it was going to rain and then sold them for double the cost. I think that's screwed up. Yeah, that's actually illegal in the stock market. 
to buy out an entire service and then relist it at a higher price. I'm just saying, like, you, you know that, like, you're taking advantage of people. You're not providing anything for society. You're not producing. You're literally standing in front of the store selling what you just bought and stripping money away from people because they're in need. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of people who produce nothing and then can take away from people who do work. I, I think it's funny because I don't, I don't think that should be a, like a left position because I'm pretty sure Trump supporters are very much in favor of protecting workers' rights and their right to own property and, and, and freely trade and all that stuff. Freely trade. In this, and So I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm just saying I think it's screwed up. I wouldn't do it. I don't think it's illegal to resell gas for like, you know, what was like three bucks a gallon. It's five dollars, you know, uh, five times as much, sixteen dollars a gallon. I think that's screwed up to do. Yeah, I think it's taking it's exploiting people. But if it's illegal, it's illegal, I guess. I don't know. I'm just saying if you if he brought the gasoline to some place and he was like, look, I had I had a a tank for this reason. I'm going to bring it into this area. If you bought a bunch of gas in West Virginia where there's gas and drove it into North Carolina and sold it for sixteen dollars a gallon, I got no problem. You're bringing a product to people who are in desperate need, and you're taking a risk. You can charge whatever you want for it. It's yours. If you're buying it from the gas station and then going, all right, now if you want gas, I got it all. I'm like, dude, screw you. You know? That's messed up. I think Michael Brown was doing that with cigarettes, part of why the cops... He was selling Lucy's. It's yeah. different. So he like would go into the store, no, no, buy no, no, a pack no. for twelve bucks, and then he'd come out and that's sell meat for a dollar a piece. Isn't not, that what he was doing? That's not Michael Brown. Michael Brown was was trying to was trying to steal cigarillos or something. You're talking about Eric Garner. Oh God, Eric Garner. People look. Not everybody wants a full pack of cigarettes. Right. So if, imagine this. Imagine if you had a pack of cigarettes, and I was like, Yo, Ian, can I get a cigar off you? And you were like, uh, Give me a dollar. I bet. Okay. Yeah. That's what he was doing. But he was standing right outside the store where he bought them. And the stores don't like to sell Lucy's right. that way because then people won't buy a pack of cigarettes. Exactly. So, but, but it's, it's, it's not the same thing. He's not exploiting a crisis. He's exploiting, in that instance, that people don't want a full pack of cigarettes. So I, I get it. It's, it's a nuisance to the business, but it's not the same Especially thing. Especially if you're right outside the door. If he bought all of the cigarettes, and then when people were like, I need a cigarette, it's like, too bad. They're all mine now. You got to pay double. Plus, you need a license to sell tobacco. Um, I don't know about gas. It's different. Or water. I don't think it's different. Do. It's, it's, if, At least it's water. someone going into a place and taking... So that no one else can buy it and then demanding more from yeah, other people. Age it, old. The richest can go in, buy up all the resources, and then resell them for more expensive. And that's been outlawed. I'm, I don't know the exact laws, but I know that that's – not a You fan. call it free trade, but that means it's definitely – there's oversight. It doesn't mean anyone it's can called, sell anything. It's called a monopoly? Yeah, you're not supposed to be able to have monopolies. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's called a monopoly when you buy up all the stuff and can raise the price because there's no other competitors in your market. And when there's chaos and the lack of oversight because of a disaster, then how do you – how do you track it? You really, it's challenging. That's a challenge. Well, you know what would happen to that guy if if it's like uh, the only reason people are allowed to do this is because the government protects them. That's that's the reality. Do you know? You know? Imagine if there was no police and some guy pulls up to a gas station and fills up, you know, a bunch of five gallon tanks. Then he says he puts it up and it's like out of order. And then he turns around with a smile on his face and says, "It was three bucks. Now it's sixteen. You know what's going to happen? They're going to walk up and they're going to take it from him." You can get his ass kicked, yeah. Or they wouldn't. I mean, he'd be like, hey, don't take my gas. And they'd be like, you can't do anything about it. Thanks for the free gas. If that, that's what, so the government protects that guy when he does it. That's the problem. Because if it was truly just a more libertarian or free market, yeah, that guy would be able to do that. They'd be like, I ain't playing that game with you. But the police would be there in two seconds to defend him and his property. And so it's a hybrid system that allows him to exploit people this way. Kind well, of if only about a social worker to distribute all of the gasoline equally amongst all of the little birdies in the nest. Hey, man, first come, first serve. You go to the gas station, you got cash, you can buy it. 
You fill up your tank. That makes sense. I think if you pull up and you got a 10-gallon real red canister and you're like, look, I'm filling it up because I got a lawnmower or whatever, I think that's fine too. And people are freaking out over that. There's stories where like a woman you know, out here went to a gas station and she had she filled up her car and then filled up like a five-gallon thing and people were screaming, you're hoarding. Don't steal our gas. This and she's is, like, I got a lawnmower. This what is the, what so dumb. Are people yelling at the guys in the SUVs who have a 25-gallon tank and just saying, hey, okay, to the Fiesta with the 12-gallon tank? Right. They're yelling at those guys. The whole thing is dumb. The whole thing is dumb. But, but filling up like 10 tanks and then being like, now it's $16. That's something else. So I kinda, I'm kind of like, maybe we need to get rid of the police in that regard too because then people wouldn't do it because they'd be worried about their neighbors. Right now, the cops protect them. If you actually had to worry about upsetting, offending, or, or wronging your neighbors, law is re- le- less relevant. Unless, What's more relevant is whether or not you're being a good person. Or unless you have like bodyguards and a bunch of weapons, and then you decide no. to charge $30 a gallon for the gas that you just bought up. Yeah, it's still wrong. Uh, 50 people, if, if there's 100 cars. Yeah, how many bodyguards are you going to need to stop 100 angry people when you take all their gas away? Seven that are fully armed. Nah, it's not going to happen, bro. I mean, if they're not armed, they can't do anything. Dude. They have an armed force. And you've got armed populations in a lot of these states. A lot of them. So you can have a bodyguard, but if you start stealing the gas from 100 people waiting. Dude, if I'm waiting in line. It's not stealing if, if you buy it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't. I don't agree. You just got there first. I'm too, too the bad. Devil's advocate here. But. I'm talking about a guy who's filling up 16 tanks, you know, and then taking That's all the capitalism. Gas. No, I think it is illegal to do it's, stuff it, like that. Right. And so the point is, in a community without protection of the government, that wouldn't happen. A guy's gonna get out of his car and he's gonna have a gun too. You know, it's a it's it's up in the air what would happen because it, it might not happen. There might be like, hey, you can't do that to us. This is our society. Or it might be like he's more powerful and he's like, I can do whatever I want to you. This is my society. And then they're like, uh, I have nothing. I'll work for you. Bro, we have a Second Amendment. People in these states have guns. You can have 10 bodyguards, but if 100 people got out of their cars and they're screaming, I don't think those bodyguards might stick around for much longer. It's not so simple, man. The only reason people are, awaited, uh, people are able to do these things is because the government protects them when they do it. Otherwise, they would be terrified of the riotous mob that's coming to basically take their stuff. I, don't, I think it's more who has the, the most force. Not The government almost like... Like if, if someone back in the day had all the money and wanted to buy up all the resources and hire all the military and there was no government, then they would be the new government. So- sort of in a lot of ways, but they still have to deal with, with death and conflict from people who resist. Now there's a monopoly on violence the government has, and they allow people to do this stuff. And regular citizens won't do anything about it because they know they can't because the cops will come and shut it down and the courts will shut it down. If it was just a system where people were like, don't wrong me and I won't wrong you, and there was a shared moral framework, we wouldn't be dealing with that kind of stuff. People get like strung up in cities and it's different. You know, we, we need a rule of law. We need a, a fair and just courts. Now what we're dealing with is everybody who hates everybody else or doesn't care, completely indifferent. So they're like, I don't know you. I don't care about you. I don't care if you're sick. I don't care if you need insulin. I'm going to take and I'm going to keep. So now everyone's just every man, every man for himself. And you, you, can't, you can't function that way. It's funny because it, the, the left are collectivists, but they don't actually care about the, the true collective, like the country, the community. So they claim to be, but they're only collectivists with their tribe who try to seize power from others. Whereas conservatives are collectivists in the sense they believe in the nation. Not every conservative, I guess, but most conservatives are nationalists. And so that's about we as a country working together, agreeing on certain things, functioning together, having certain respect for each other and letting people live. The problem is the culture war is two different moral frameworks. The left doesn't care about any of that. I like the individual versus collective mentality because if I care about you and you and you, I care about us as a collective because I care about the individuals. But if I just care about the collective, you become like nameless faces to me. 
And all I care about is what, what we happens. do as a group. That's the danger of collectivism. And then they think you should be punished because someone in the house did something. It's the sins of the father, I suppose. I don't know. Look, man, inflation's going up. So you, uh, we're buying Bitcoin, I guess. I think you know. uh, the only we got a gas shortage. We got food shortage. We got all kinds of shortages. The only thing we don't have a shortage of is dollars. Dollars out there. No, chasing, we got too much dollars. Chasing everything everywhere. And, you know, the sad, scary part is, is that MMT, modern monetary theory, is making headway into the government. And somebody somewhere up there right now is saying, oh, inflation's going up. Well, the way MMT describe or prescribes to deal with inflation, how you do that? Raise taxes, baby. Well, that's what they want to do. Yeah. Raising taxes is how you control inflation according to modern monetary theory. So keep an eye out for that, guys. After all this, skyrocketing gas prices, skyrocketing food prices, inflation everywhere. And guess what they're going to do to to fix it? (gasps) Raise your taxes on top of it. Yeah, because they have to compensate for the fact they're printing money like crazy. They got to soak it up out of the economy. Yep. Yeah, the U.S. is rotten. Uh, it, it's, 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 it's <laughs> by Bitcoin. It, it's rotted to the core and it's, it's falling apart and it's getting worse every day. And the scary thing is watching what we talked about last year yes. happening right now. It's all happening. We, we, we were, we were all saying the bill will come due on the mass printing of this money. Yeah. And I said, look, if we printed the money and gave, gave it to everybody, at least we're borrowing from ourselves. If they were like, we're going to, you know, three, two, three trillion dollars and it goes evenly amongst all Americans to tax free, yes. tax free to, to engage in commerce. I'm like, it's going to cause inflation, but at least we're borrowing the money from ourselves. The problem there is a lot of people who don't work, compared to people who do, but there's a pandemic, and we agree we're going to work with each other, and we're a country that must survive and work together. I accept these things. They didn't do that, though. They, Dude, they were giving it to big businesses. I first came on the show, what, in February of 2010? January. 2020, January 2020, yeah. And uh, we've been talking about this. We've been talking about what happened through Corona. We've been talking about what would happen if Biden took office. We've been talking about all these things. And all the things that we talked about are actually happening and worse. And I still can't believe it, even though we talked about it, predicted it, said it was going to happen. And now it's actually worse. I should have bought Bitcoin. It's the beauty of physics, man. <laughs> you you calculate where the ball is going to be when you throw it at that velocity and that direction. And it lands there. And that's basically what we did with this economy. I mean, it's it's blatantly obvious that if you print money in may of 2020 that in february of 2021 you're going to see an inflation spike. all right well let's, let's so we got the democrats with the border crisis the economic crisis we got the mass exodus from the workforce we got israel palestine democrats trying to roll what's the next big thing democrats have been calling for hillary clinton gave an interview about a week ago where she said it's time for to hold these big tech companies accountable for disinformation Uh-oh. and i'm like okay but she's not talking about random conspiracy nutters she's talking about us she's talking about anyone who challenges the establishment narrative because they might have their their you know control of a bunch of different areas of industry and they're destroying it but what happens when people are able to listen to this conversation well that's a problem because now people are going to open their eyes and they're going to be able to watch and which brings me to the next story they're being radicalized by us tim here's here's the story (laughs) from louder with crowder youtube has suspended louder with crowder again applies second hard strike on Crowder's channel and a strike on their Crowder Bits channel, which is segments from the from Crowder's show. So that means the, the one strike is less relevant compared to the two strikes. Once you get two strikes, you can't upload or stream or post anything for two weeks on any channel. You're supposed to be able to, but we know they already went after Crowder with a warning for trying to explain that he got a strike. Can't do that. One more strike and Crowder is permanently banned. What's the hard strike mean? It means like they, they could take your content down and say, we removed your content, but not issued a strike for these reasons. 
which they should do. They should do because this this shows what they're doing to Crowder, that their main goal is literally just to get Crowder banned and justify it in the press. They're claiming that by by Crowder supporting law enforcement action, they were cheering on death or tragedy. And it's like, wait, wait, hold on. If the cops are doing what cops are legally supposed to do and you cheer for that, isn't what we're supposed to do? Or are we supposed to cheer for lawless activity? It depends That's a problem. They're doing, I, I don't know the details on what he said or how he said it, but I do know that they have had a target on him and anyone else. And, you know, they're, they're going to pick them off one, one at a time, I guess. So Crowder pulled up a bunch of examples of targeted harassment on YouTube. That's fine. The Covington kids was a huge example of tons of people who got away with it. And they're clearly just going after Crowder. The cliffs are going to erode. Look, I don't know. Maybe maybe the Crowder people don't want to hear it when I say it, but I think they are gearing up to nuke Crowder. What happens is, as an admin, I was an admin at Mines for like five, six years or something. So from my perspective as an admin, you when you start to see users that you start to resent because they do so much stuff that makes you make decisions about is this a violation or is it not? And you have to like constantly be thinking about it and stressing about it. And then you start to resent the person. And that's what's happening. These people, there are admins that resent him and are looking for reasons to destroy him right Maybe, now. Maybe, but they're also heavily targeted by Media Matters. You Google search Stephen Crowder, and it's all basically Media Matters articles. And I think a lot of it, what it is, is there, I don't think it's personal necessarily. I think that there's people at Google who are just like, we are getting slammed by Media Matters. So just err on the side of it's a strike. Don't give them the benefit of the doubt. What should happen? They were talking about Micaiah Bryant. Who had a knife was at to stab a woman and they said sorry it's justified that's the way the cookie crumbles or whatever and they said that was glorifying death or something what should have happened is they should have sent a message saying we've taken the video with no strike to inform you that this is not acceptable for future reference that's it that's considered like a soft a soft strike is when they take the content i mean down. people would just call it yeah like a, a strike from the channel or like a, a removal or whatever and i don't think they should have either way i'm just saying if they were actually concerned about Crowder's like demeanor or attitude, they would have taken it down and said, we're not giving you a strike, but you can't do that. All right. A hard strike is basically like it's supposed to be when like a, a, a person gets naked on camera. Well, actually, I think you do that. You get a permanently banned. You get permanently banned if you like just like go crazy. But there are some channels that have exemptions for, for showing nudity and stuff if it's science related. But like strikes are supposed to be you spout a bunch of racist stuff and you're angry and yelling at the camera and they go, yo, boom, gone. Strike. You can't do that. Don't do it again. Crowder was like, an officer came. Here's what they did. Well, that's the law. That's what happens. And YouTube was like, strike. Yeah, based on the get, well, I don't want to set myself up for anything, but I can't believe that I have no issues uh, in comparison to an issue like that. That makes it very clear. About getting strikes? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I'm backing out of this conversation not to draw any attention to my content in particular, but it does seem to me that that is an overreach and it's a, it's part of their overall plan, which is how do we get rid of Crowder? It's not right. like, it's not like enforcing their rules to the letter of their rules. Same thing with Alex Jones. Yeah. It was very obvious when they were going after Jones, especially with Sandy Hook stuff. I'm like, dude, I get it. The guy said dumb things, but that was like eight years ago and they and they keep bringing it up and I'm like, it's the weirdest thing. That's what they, what they bring up every time. And it was interesting to see. It was coordinated with every major network taking him out at the same time. They didn't like him for his political message. Does he say, you know, outrageous things? Oh, definitely. Yeah, we got we got we got a con- we got content removed on on this show because of things he said. Because they don't like him, even though they're like, no, it's fine. You can have him on the show. And then there are certain people that they will just try and get rid of, and they will not give the benefit of the doubt to. So the problem is, technically, we all work for YouTube because they're the boss. They could fire you whenever they want, which is why we set up TimCast.com so that way they can't fire us. 
they can kick us off the platform now, but not terminate our, our positions. So the truth is, though, if Crowder gets nuked, people aren't going to leave YouTube. They're not going to do it. Joe Rogan left YouTube for Spotify. And this, in my opinion, was smart. Um, first of all, you know, he got paid out. Good for him. But it also means that he's actually safer in a lot of ways. I know there was this attempt on Spotify by employees to get him banned. And then there were some episodes that got removed. But it's a contract where Spotify knows what they bought into. And so Joe is allowed to say things he can't say on YouTube. Tons of things. He still has to be careful because Media Matters goes after him. And we know, we know that companies are, are suckling the teeth of Media Matters, desperately terrified of them because they're pathetic, spineless losers. But Media Matters or the companies? Media Matters. The companies, are, they're both. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but Rogan still has it, – it's, it's, it's different. He can't be banned outright. He can get criticized. He can have to apologize. But they're not going to strike his content, remove him, or things like that. So the problem is people didn't go follow him. A lot of people did, but a lot of people didn't. And a lot of people I've, have said like, oh, you know, I'll watch his clips. I don't watch the main show anymore. I haven't watched or listened to a single Joe Rogan episode since he went to Spotify. I've listened to one. Me too. I just got one. it last week. Bill was like, you got to get the new one with the the, uh, the military guy that was talking about a- aliens, UFOs. Legit, dude. I'll I listened I listen to one in the sauna. How was we, it? Uh, we, we turned it on. It was, it, was, it was good. It was, it was classic Joe Rogan. Sp- but it's, it's not easy. You know, like I go on YouTube, you know, for, for more than just podcasts, vodcasts, videos, whatever. And Joe's on Spotify and it's not an app I use. So it's just like out of sight, out of mind. It's free. Um, and the stock of Spotify shot up like after they paid Rogan his millions, however many it was, hundreds of millions or hundred million. Um, yeah. their stock went up like billions and billions of dollars, the value of the company. What yep. a move. Sounds because like they Joe got, got underpaid then. But you know, I mean, hundred million dollars and he's free. I know, but it, the market says very specifically that this hundred million dollar acquisition translates to whatever, how many billions of dollars of See, market this is, cap. This, I hope this, you got this, equity. This is why I think, you know, I'm a very different person from Joe, for instance. I would have just started a podcast network. I would have created an app. I would have created the podcast show app and I would have announced we're going to be signing podcasts to this network and it would just take over. It would dominate. And then that's it. And you know, you know what I would do? I would tell the big networks, you can plug in to our feed, you know, and it's going to like, you know, work out some deal, some cash deal. And then people, I'll tell you this, if Joe said he was going to launch his own podcast app, and then he went to a bunch of top podcasters and says, how would you like to be the first 10 podcasts on my app? They'd be like, sign me up, bro. What what do I got to do? Because people would go to his app. It might not be the same as he, – he's definitely going to get more viewers than Spotify. Cause I, don't, I don't think Spotify gave him audience. He gave Spotify audience. And then imagine you look at some of these other bigger podcasts. Now their name gets to appear right next to Joe. That would have kicked it off. And then Joe could have done a deal with the other network saying, okay, you want to syndicate our content. Now you got to pay us a, a, a royalty fee. But he's already a wildly famous and wealthy guy who's done what he want to do. And Or you could just take $100 million exactly. and keep talking yeah. to your buddies in your basement. Exactly. Not too bad. I think it worked out for him. I think he's stoked. He's like yeah. takes a lot of the heat off. His stuff is amazing. He gets to hang out and talk about things with less, less. Like I understand. Um, I, look, I don't know if Joe wants to be the biggest fish in the sea, and that was his goal. But I understand the the mentality of being like, I'd like to have less viewership because this is too much. Because you you you're a big target. Everyone's coming after you. The bigger you are, the harder you fall. Joe got hundred million dollars. He can hang out with his friends, talk about what he wants to for the most part, and he's probably like, this is great. I can hang out with my friends and have conversations, and I, I, I don't got to worry as much. And he doesn't have an ISP either breathing down his neck anymore because he just uploads his video to Spotify, and it's yeah. all – that's great. 
Yeah, pros and cons. I think a lot of people were upset because he was a, he was a uh, uh, he is a very powerful figure in the culture war, but his position has diminished since leaving you know iTunes and YouTube and all that stuff to go work for some silly Swedish company, Google. Isn't Sp- uh, Alphabet? Isn't, isn't is the, Spotify? They own Spotify. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Alphabet. Really? Is it Google or Alphabet? Yeah. Could you Google it? Oh my god. Could you Google it? Oh my ah. god, that's great. Google can should not be a verb and verify. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, it's owned by uh, Alphabet. So it's just from one company to the next. What? It is right. Uh, I'm about to look. Did it you up. look it up? It no, is Daniel yes. Eck, co-founder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who owns it? it wh- which company? Alphabet. I think it's Alphabet. Did you look Not it up? Sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure. That's so, disturbing. Did you look it up? No, I'm looking for it. Did you search? <laughs> it's taking a long time. Yeah, it's taking a long time. <laughs> it's a Daniel Eck. Yeah, it just right. shows. Did he the, sell it? Anywho, Joe Rogan's on Spotify. I'm not watching. Yeah, I'm on Google, Spotify. Google though. acquired Spotify in April of 2017. Oh, there you yeah. go. There you go. For 41 billion. Mm-hmm. That's right. 41. Billion Google did not buy. No, they did. I don't know, they man. Didn't. Where's the? Who owns Spotify right now? Daniel Eck. No, it looks like they're not owned they by anybody. They acquired it in 2019. Google slash Alexa. Why is it so hard yeah, to find? Yeah, 43.4 Four of us live on the air trying to do one Google search. Why is this? <laughs> oh, my God. Shut up, you dumb robot. Freaking computer. <laughs> Digital Music News. Google Alphabet acquiring Spotify in $43.4 billion yeah. cash. But it says acquiring. Did they actually acquire it? I think. I don't know. X is only worth $4.5 So we're merging three worlds. A lot of people mentioned that when, when uh, Joe switched over. That it was, it's like still a Google property, so what's the difference? Oh, right, right. And he got paid a bunch of money, and he gets to do his thing. So look look, 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 look at what's going to happen now. Joe left end of last year, you know, mid, at, last year at some point. Crowder is on the verge of getting the axe. We're, we here at Timcast IRL are probably not long for this world, year or two. So it's like we got to build up Timcast.com, and that's why I want to make it a network. We're going to, we're, you know, we got a ton of work being done on the website and the back end. We're, we're doing staging sites, making sure it's done right, and we don't disrupt everything. Once we get the new site up, it'll be amazing. We're going to have a newsroom. We're going to have articles being put up. Uh, already, I'm looking to commission mini docs. So you guys just got to send us the mini doc ideas and port your portfolio. Show us, show me some videos you've made. We're going to just be like, here's your budget. Go to wherever and film. Do what you can, and then we'll, we're going to publish this stuff. We're going to start making as much as we can because uh, we got to do it. With, if Crowder goes... Joe's already off YouTube, so he's, you know, it's less likely to be seen. And they've been banning people like crazy. They're pushing everything towards the CNN worldview. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Gotta, gotta, gotta push back. Gotta stand up. I mean, Crowder's got his website as well. He's got Ladder with Crowder. He's got Mug Club. So we gotta just build as much as we can before we're all gone. I saw the Tim Pool network was like the second most viewed right wing YouTuber next to Crowder. Where? I don't know, some, something on Twitter. I Tim saw Pool, right winger. Yeah, it was so only by like 2 million views or something. Yeah, this, this is funny because there was a, the guy who did this, I asked him like, what makes my channel right wing? And he's like, well, you're criticizing Democrats all the time. And I was like, so is Jimmy Dore, but you put him as left wing. It's like, well, Jimmy's very different. I'm like, when I, was, I, I pulled up Jimmy, Jimmy Dore, his YouTube, and I pulled up mine, and we covered the exact same things in the exact same way. And I was like, so what makes mine right wing and his left? And it's like, I guess Jimmy is like, 
like more profoundly, like more directly left, you know, like he says, and I'm like, w- you, I'm sorry. You're it's because to- of your guests, Tim. No, no, this is this is not guests. This is my main channel. Yeah. Oh. So it's, is it the red letters? It's got to be. <laughs> Maybe. That's an inside joke from pre-show. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's the, the view of it. People look at him like, well, it looks Republican. Oh, it looks conservative or something. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, is that it? Because I look at these lefties who hate the Democrats and all they do is rag on Democrats all day. Yeah. That's it. And that's why it's funny, too, when the presses are like, Tim Pool's right wing. And I'm like, why? Because you like the Democrats. Dude, it's it's sure. the red letters. You tricked them all. Well, the red letter is just a regular psychology thing. Hey, red I, catches your attention. I figured out Google tried to buy Spotify. The talks didn't. The talks broke down, and now oh, Spotify okay. is owned ma- mainly by the CEO and another guy. So it's owned oh. by the. All right, so it didn't happen. Them Swedish boys. They got Rogan yeah. instead, basically, worth more than forty-three billion in their opinion, and they get to hold on to the company. Wow. Jeez. And it is because that network is, man, that's big. I I fear that uh, knocking the grill over. Oh, I did. Sorry. That a lot of people are going to cash out the moment they can. Of Spotify? No, 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 no. Just of of the culture war. Like, I don't think Joe ever signed up to be a prominent figure in the culture war. I know. He's just, he was talking about the moon landing or something in gorillas. Yeah. Or so, I don't know. Chimps. Bigfoot. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he starts talking, having interesting conversations. And then he starts, you know, getting in the culture war because the culture war is dominating. And then all of a sudden he's forced into this fray. He's probably like, dude, I am out. I don't want to be here. I'm a comedian. You know, for us, like we're more political, cultural politics, hard politics. It's a very different space. And, uh... I bet there's a lot of people who are saying, look, there's, I'm not going to name names, but there are some people who have been posting about this recently that they used to make political content and then were like, dude, I never was into politics. I don't want to do this. And they've bailed out and they're doing non-political things. They're like, I want to get away from this. Going to video games, going to skateboarding, whatever. Because it's exhausting. It's terrifying. It's uh, alienating. It is awful. Politics is terrible. It's stressful. It's full of anger and hypocrisy. And, and hate. it makes you a target. It makes you a target. It puts you at risk. It doesn't, for most people, it doesn't pay very well. Danton, uh, French Revolution, one of the guys, it was like Robespierre and Danton were like buddies that kind of started the French Revolution. Danton was quoted as saying before he was murdered, uh, executed by his own people, that uh, it better to be a poor farmer than to meddle in the politics of man. For sure. And I thought about that yesterday. What is, I mean, being a poor farmer, uh, that sounds like a rich life to me. As long as you can eat and you got the fields and you got your land and until, you got your safety. Until one day they show up and they say, you there, give me your chicken. Oh, and you're like, I guess. And you hand it over. Why but does the tax man have to be French? Wait, he said French. It was Dan oh, uh, hey, don't blame oh, me. Sorry, sorry. He sorry. was talking about the French Revolution. <laughs> oh, I'm just the messenger. Like, wait, what? <laughs> I think you're right. I think getting out of the political <laughs> s- sphere, because if, if we're entertainers, then if we talk about politics, people really care. Especially if you know what you're talking about. Kind of we, like what we, Trump were, did. We, were, we were talking about doing Bikini News Hour before the yes. show. Here's the, here's the goal. You make a video where the first minute is a review of one of these like Instagram women. And then you talk about Israel-Palestine. So it's like the thumbnail is always like a woman in a bikini. And then they click it. And then you're like, this is a beautiful Dude. bikini here. This woman. So no, Instagram. No one can steal this now. Here's the name. You ready? What? Thoughts and Thoughts. Thoughts and thoughts. Oh, thoughts and thoughts. Good. Thoughts and thoughts. Thoughts and thoughts. So what you do is in the first minute, you're like, look at this beautiful woman. This is her Instagram account. She has as many followers. She posts amazing photos. Now, Israel has been retaliating, you know, and just Perfect. like your, your, your watch retention time will be 10, like, will be like 10%. Like, right, exactly. People are there for a minute, but you get a lot of clicks. A lot of clicks. Entertaining. And then here's the news. Clout it's a news me. program where we, we have three segments. We've got bikini review. Then uh, 80% of hard news and politics, and then um, shouting out my Patreon. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Hit subscribe. What, what, Jack? What's your favorite topic to talk about? My favorite topic to talk about in general? Yeah. Oh, geez. Usually dad stuff, fatherhood, kids, masculinity, being there for your family, building a good family. That's awesome. Yeah. That's my number one favorite thing to talk about. Number one favorite thing to do. Scoring. Pardon yeah. me? Scoring. Scoring. Yeah. You know, like Beavis and Butthead? All they want to do is score. 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 That's <laughs> what they call it. <laughs> I oh, 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 you mean like, oh, I see. Yes. Beavis and Butthead. Uh, that was definitely in my wheelhouse when I was in high school. That was like the big score. show. Score. Score. Was that, was that the slang term back then, I guess? For... What, for like hooking up? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you scored. Yeah. But it was for anything. It was like, oh, I got some Skittles. Score. Like, yeah. it was just anything win. Earning points. Yeah. Putting points on the board. Yeah, but, you know, family, stuff like that. I love talking about that. I go to the bathroom, you guys. Wow. This is, <laughs> this is for, rocking. Thanks for letting us know. We were waiting for, like, some profound statement. Right. I was like, okay, like, what's the, what, what do you like talking about, Ian, sir? All right. Wonderful. No, nah, man, it's been, it's been a pessimistic past couple of weeks. And, like, the, the other day, I was looking at what stories to talk about. And then I realized all of these crises were happening at the same time. And I'm like, Biden's just screwed us. That's the story. The meta story. Well, so talking about politics for me, we, we, you know, we talk about these other channels that want, don't, don't want to do it because I never did. I didn't get into politics on accident. I was in politics literally my entire life. I was doing, I was writing songs. I was, it was activism. It was, it was punk rock. And then I worked for nonprofits. And then I went down and started, you know, went to these protests. Then I went to Occupy. I've been here the whole time. It's funny when people are like, Tim Pool's a grifter. It's like, <laughs> I've been talking about this for 20 years. Right. I got nothing else. That's all I do. I still don't understand this term grifter. It's like you provide a service that people want, and most of it is absolutely stone free. Well, so the idea is that you're going to say things you don't actually believe oh, to get clicks. I see. Like, Which is hilarious because your audience was red pilled way before you were, and they all would have been pretty pleased if you would have. That's just, not entirely true. The people who comment are the red pill people who are oh, commenting oh, because they're red pilled. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I still think, you, like, if you watch Crowder and you watch me, you can clearly see we have a difference of opinion and how we handle stories and our opinions on the stories and our political policies. But uh, this idea is that I all of a sudden decided to support Trump because it would make me money or something. It's like, oh, yeah, I chose to be the weirdo odd person out when the establishment is completely dominated by Democrats to make money. What do you what do they what right, to put a tar- to put a target on your back to put yeah, yourself people vulnerable are risky. leaving. Yeah. People are ditching this space. They don't want to be in it. And it's really funny to watch these these former anti SGW people now just like basically you know, these Trump supporters are so dumb. Huh? I mean, I'm not pro Biden, but like, you know, Biden's better than Trump. I'm like, shut your mouth, you coward. You got names? You call no, I'm not going to name any of these people. I can't but, I can't think of anybody that I was familiar with who made a, oh, a big a big 180 like that. Oh, tons of people. They start pulling up Media Matters articles, they start pulling up grifter content. So when I say grifter content, there are people who literally just sit around pulling clips from this show out of context. Oh, yeah. And my favorite is I've how, seen it. like, I, so I, I explain, I've tried explaining to people how I've Bugs Bunnied them. You know what Bugs Bunnying is? When you like, no, I don't. I have no idea. I was just going to try to right. BS it. So it's when someone says, we need higher taxes. And then you go, we need lower taxes. And they go, higher taxes. And then instead of saying lower taxes, you go, higher taxes. And then they go, lower mm-hmm. taxes. And you go, I guess lower taxes. It's like when Bugs Bunny and Donald Duck, yeah, or not yeah, Donald, yeah. I'm sorry, Daffy Duck, Donald the Disney guy, were, were hunting season, we did rabbit season, duck season. So I explained like on this show like 10 times what it means to Bugs Bunny someone. And then the, 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 the reason I, 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 will, I will say this, you'll get the grifters who will pull things out of context. And then when someone says, Tim, you once said X, I go, now I know you're not a viewer and I shouldn't engage with you. Mm. Because I'm like, the only way you would think that is if someone fell for the bait and pulled something out of context. Oh, right, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. then there, there are a bunch of funny people where I said something like abolish the police. And then remember when I was talking about how I was just going wild with Twitter and posting whatever? Yeah. So then when I say abolish the police, they're like, you don't actually care about abolishing the police. You're just saying that because you're going to rile people up. And I was like, are you arguing against me now when I say abolish the police? I've actually created a situation where the left is hostile towards the idea that I would abolish police because they come for me instead of what I'm saying. Then when I say something like tax the rich, they say, you're a grifter, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, now think about this for a second. They're not confronting the argument. They never do. They go for the person. You're a grifter. You're a liar. You're a scumbag, Pim Tool. So now I have a tweet that says, <laughs> abolish, abolish the police. And the leftists say, you're a moron. F you, Tim Pool. And I'm like, oh, no. Now all of a sudden, all these leftists are attacking me because I said abolish the police. To an outside observer, they'll see that tweet and think the leftists are right wing. You see, you see the point? Yeah. They're not at, these people don't engage with arguments. So they walk into these, these traps. Grifters will pull things out of context. They'll put up a minute and then cut out the next minute where I'm like, now actually the point there was that they'll bait this and they totally miss, miss the point. They call know? those, um, ad hominem attacks when they go after your, your person. If you make a point and then they attack you as a person. That's and just Twitter. That's part of, they call it well, fallacious arguments. So well, be aware so, of those. It, See ad, those if you see those. Ad hominem is usually, it, it, it means to the man. It's usually when someone will say, I think we need higher taxes. And you say, but sir, I believe we need lower taxes. And instead of arguing, they'll say, well, that's because you're a Nazi. Yeah. That's an ad hominem. Mm-hmm. But what happens is if I tweet something like vanilla ice cream is better than chocolate, the leftists will just say, you're a moron. F you. Go screw yourself. <laughs> so now if I tweet something that's pro-left, they'll say the same thing. Wow. In opposition to their own, so you're ideology. controlled, controlling opposition. No, I, the, the point was that I it's Bugs Bunnying people. The because it, it's to prove a point, a couple things. One, it shows they don't actually have principles or ideology. As I've long said, the woke left has no ideology. It's all about tribe. So if you, as the enemy of their tribe, say something, they must disagree with you. Now I can say things like tax the rich, abolish the police. And, you know, Joe Biden's tax policies don't go far enough. And they get angry and say, F you, you're stupid. This is wrong because they hate me as an enemy of their tribe. Get it? I used to think that people need a villain to, to like rally around. And if, if they have a villain, then, then they'll unify. So I, I tried to become the villain and it kind of worked, but it didn't really. Be the villain? Yeah, I tried to be the villain so that people you, could you be can't like, be the Ian's villain. an idiot. You have Ian's no power the over them. But then they, at least they're rallying and unifying for something. But I think it's not, it's manipulating people and it's, Right. I'm almost to the point where it's, you know, I've, I've felt this way every so often. Like, w- we've been sitting here talking about this stuff for some time. Have things gotten better? Mm. Some things. Like what? What things? What things? What things? Uh, peace the, in the, the world? The grand situation. No. Uh, inflation? No. Energy? So at no. what point do we just say, I'm going to take a bunch of money. I'm going to put it in a liquidity pool through Uniswap or something to get a massive return and just dip out. I believe we were all plotting that right before the show, as a matter of fact. They're bas- so, so basically, for those that aren't familiar, simplify it. It's a crypto ATM, and you can put money into it, and if you have enough to invest, you get a massive return because you're operating in an ATM. Uh, why bother working? Buy property, rent it out. To help people? That's my mission. But nothing's getting better. Well, it's getting worse. You don't always see it on the surface. The surface tensions are boiling, but like the systems like mines and like decentralized networking is advancing. Who was, who, 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 who was the dude who was pushing the rock? Was that Sisyphus or? 
Sisyphus. Oh, Sisyphus. Sisyphus. Yes. Sorry, pushing, pushing the rock up the hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so imagine this guy's got to push the rock up the hill for eternity. Yep. But at least the rock's going up. Not Prometheus. No. <laughs> no. These guys stole fire. Prometheus is yes. We're, we're like Sisyphus, but the rock's slowly pushing us down, and we can't lift it. And we're like. So you're like Atlas, but you're actually fatiguing. It's done. It's crushing you. I wouldn't. I, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm fatigued by any of this. I'm just questioning: Are we doing something wrong? Well, is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Yes. If everything's just getting worse. It's got people are getting banned. People are getting removed. It's like wind resistance. The faster you go, the more resistance you're going to experience until you hit terminal velocity and you can't go any faster. You can keep hitting the gas and burn more and more and more, but you cannot go faster because of the resistance. Well, That's no, you can. You just natural. burst into flames. Yeah, you'll explode or whatever. But but there's a terminal velocity where you cannot because of the resistance, and that's also with communication. And you can talk to you about certain things so much until the return gives you, uh, you know, nominal return. I I, I kind of feel like uh, in the end, you just wait until CNN collapses under the under the weight of its own lack of credibility, and then there's going to be a massive boom in you know spaces like this. So long as YouTube doesn't shut them all down, or they get banned. And so it feels like an inevitability. It's like, you know, we're just one grain of sand in this massive heap, this, this, you know, sand avalanche or whatever. And right. And the way that our system is set up now, it's so complex that you have this, this criticality, right? These little sand pieces fall, they sand, they fall. And once there's a, a critical mass, all of a sudden the whole thing's, you just think it's one little sand, one little thing, one little thing. And then all of a sudden you have a massive movement. Same with we avalanches. Exactly. That avalanches occur based on power numbers and uh, a self-organized criticality. It can explain avalanches using complex system science. Uh, forest fires, I think, are similar in that regard. I think well. lightning works like that. The yeah. runaway breakdown theory. Uh, I'm not familiar. A few with electrons that, but... go and then a bunch of other ones fall. Actually, oh. actually, one electron goes and then another and then they just follow. Yeah. No, that's interesting. But it, it does happen. And it, it, the hourglass is usually the very good example uh, where you just see the little grains pile up and then all of a sudden they just they all just kind of flush down the side. It looks very stable. It looks like you're just adding one grain at a time and then all of a sudden the whole system is well, done. If anything, I learned from last year is that what we're projecting is likely to occur. If, <laughs> I mean, we're being logical about it. We're pretty accurate. So Centralizing far. power in one social network seems seems like it's faulty. seems like there's a lot of possible failure points so i would imagine that at some point it will fail i don't know for sure but we should live as if it will i think it's kind of what we're doing with timcast.com creating yeah external and, networks. And, and i don't just post on youtube the posts go up on bitshoot and minds.com minds.com same, too. same exact time jack murphy live and they're so, mirrored right it, it all when, when you when i post one place it goes to all the places yeah so that's like if i guess we get banned from youtube we just start posting directly to some of these other platforms and then have timcast.com as the, the central hub but the truth is, man, people stay on YouTube because YouTube is the one app where everything is. Yeah. But then it means your opinions are filtered through that machine. And well, what's been great is I've been able through this audience that I've been introduced here to to get a lot of guys to sign up for the liminal order. And in there is where we do all of our premium content. And I don't mean just like having talks. I mean, like workshops, coaching, classes, seminars, ac- academies, you know, actual real life instruction, real world events. We just had 60 guys meet up for a jamboree in Illinois farmland. Lots of gun range time, lots of barbecuing, sports, feats of strength. It was a lot of fun. What, can you explain Liminal Order a the, little bit? Liminal Order, yeah. It's my organization. It's an all-men's organization based on values of masculinity, brotherhood, and sovereignty. We are in tune with all these issues that we've been talking about here, Tim, all the censorship, all the political oppression, the tyranny that's coming. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we decided, hey, this is our answer to this kind of crap. We're just going to disconnect from these networks. We're going to create our own network. And we're going to work together to serve each other, to build a stronger network so we can all get better. And it's been incredibly powerful and effective. We've got almost 600 members now. And uh, we just had like 60 of them for a weekend in Illinois of doing a bunch of guy, guy stuff, barbecuing 120 pounds. 120 pounds of meat just for dinner. Uh, we had a whole armory out at the gun range there. We did feats of strength. We had campfires and sports events, and it was, it was a blast. Like, did you go? I definitely Sounds went. Epic. It was epic. That's why I got a little sunburn here. Oh, my nose is all peeling. That's, that's why you're using the shea butter. I was using the shea butter. So that's the liminal order, and that's, that's our same idea is to get off of these networks that you want to be off the grids you want off of and on the grids you want to be on got, and that's the future for us i got good news that's a liminal order we just got the parking lot resealed i oh, saw that beautiful. driving up today i was like man it looks and smells like beautiful fresh ash it smells here. awful it smells <laughs> it sm- it smelled like progress man. we're also yes. having the crew come in to uh finish tearing down some of the old insulation and ceiling stuff which means we're really close to having the garage venue cleaned out and properly set up and then we're, we're actually going to do probably like weekly hangouts So it'll probably be like every Friday night will be a small thing for certain members. Uh, it'll be probably really hard to get, to get tickets to be completely honest because what what we're doing is that if you give at least, if you're a member at least 25 bucks or higher, then you're going to see the post before the standard $10 members. And so we're, we're doing that for a few reasons. For one, you're, you're getting access to something specifically, which is we'll put up the post saying tickets are available. There's 20 available to come for the Friday night, you know, hangout session. But it's also like the 10 bucks is just to watch content. You don't want to come here. You don't want to show up. And it also helps us filter out any potential threats. It's like a vetting process. You got to be a legitimate member and we're not going to tell you when the post will go up. So it's harder for extreme weirdos like far left to figure out when and where. Almost like we should send out an email to members so it doesn't go public. There's not like a public. It's not going to be public. It's going to be posted to the site for only people who give 25 or more. And then it's going to be at ra- a random point throughout the week. And then it's going to be first come, first serve, which means it'll be really difficult probably for a lot of people to get the limited access sellouts every night and the tickets are going to be relatively cheap but the t- for, for the most part the selling of the tickets is just another way to try and screen out yeah potential threats or whatever that but look fun. there's well, like antifa weirdos who would pay a thousand bucks to get here and do something crazy totally like looks like i need maybe. to raise my membership tier up to the 25 dollars mm-hmm. jack <laughs> yes, you're sir. here right now oh i'm here right now <laughs> i'm here did you play music? music? Yeah, you could just show up. I didn't even have to pay. Do you play drums? I was a percussionist. Yeah. Dude, we got a jam. They got a drum kit outside. I'm not. I'm not a trap setter. Uh, percussionist, like orchestral percussion. What's rock and roll? It's not as cool as being a rock and roll drum setter, though, is it? What? I don't know. Well, Did let's take some. Just, what was it? Can you adjust Tim's camera? Just, I think you kicked oh, it. Oh, this one right you here. Oh yeah, it. it got booted. No, 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 no! Don't grab from the camera. Grab from the grab from the, the gold part. Yeah. Yeah. Just Thank you, Lydia. How dare you kick my camera? Tell me when to stop. That's good. There you go. Jack was trying to make sure that there were two cameras. Oh, oh, it's it, what's, it, what's it doing? Why is it doing that? Interesting. It's being oh, pulled by a cord. Jack's trying to make sure Ian gets uh, two cameras. <laughs> Can you please put his camera on me, Jack? Tell me when to stop. No, no, no. You just stop, but it's a rotating back. It's you let go. Yeah, look, look at, at that. that. Huh. Man, man. 
It's the it's the power cable probably. So you don't get this. Oh yeah, the power cable fell off. I'm not kicking anything. I'm not kicking anything. People are gonna be able to see things they're not supposed to be able to see on YouTube. I hold it. I hold it. All right, Jackson. (laughs) Ian's coming. Ian's gonna wrap. We'll take super chats while Ian tries tries to figure out why it's spinning. I was like, oh, we got it. It's the power cable. The power cable is causing it to spin. I was just gonna let it go, but no. There you go. Just boom. Everyone enjoy. How are we doing? Are we on Tim's pretty face? You are. All right. There are some things to my right I can't mention that you could almost see. Oh, yes. YouTube doesn't allow us to show the table. That is super shiny over there. (laughs) It is super duper shiny. I held it fit in my hand. Shiny. It was beautiful. Looks expensive. Custom. Powerful. Illegal. Illegal where I live. Oof, that's too bad. But not here. Anyway, super chat. Smash the like button. (laughs) You guys rock. Join Timcast.com. Become a member. Share this show. Smash. uh, Take that link and then you know post it wherever. Anything. We need to get a professional like. Uh, chat room hype person to be like share the link oh yeah alright let's read some super chats we got GC Geek Army who says there is no gas shortage all the lines can be opened manually they just don't want to kind of weird this is mostly affecting red states I think so too and I pointed this out today and the day before a bunch of stories from two weeks ago where they were saying there was going to be a gas shortage CNN Fox The Guardian were like expect gas shortages this summer I don't know why someone would do it on purpose. If you're a retail outlet, you sell product. There's no reason to hold back product, not to sell it. I went to gas stations in D.C. They were out of regular fuel, period. Unless you're in a cult. Oh, right. And there's some people who are like, we want to ban gasoline. And Whitmer is like, we're going to shut down this oil pipeline during a crisis. That's what she did. (laughs) I have to listen to her speak just to see how good your impression is. She probably talks like this, don't you know? I don't know what she sounds like. Otherwise, I do a real impersonation of her. Hilarious. Stephen 13 says you should check out the movie Greenland. It is a realistic and terrifying take on the human reaction to a crisis. In the movie, the Earth is bombarded by small comets. Eventually, the big one comes. I watched it. Felt it was fairly generic, but I do like that idea. Like, so there are, uh, I'm going to spoil it. Spoiler alert for those who haven't seen Greenland. They're like in the house and only select people get chosen. The guy's TV says like, Jonathan Smith, you have been chosen. Please proceed to. And all the neighbors are watching like, uh, where's my notification? We didn't get one. Only some people get to live. I hope you got a big basement. It's the shattered comets that concern me. Shattered. Shattering of comets? Yeah. Ooh, this is interesting. Oh, Kyle Buchanan says, love y'all. I'm an HVAC tech. Units will be going up 12% June 1st. I'm investing in the best crypto, bullets. That's right. Wow, 12%. And that's all at once. They're just deciding when they're going to jack the price. I just bought a bunch of bullets. Feels like a good investment because demand is going to skyrocket, but also inflation will make them harder harder to, to buy. So I'm like, buy them now because I don't know what else to buy other than food, you know. But that's the, the, the joke people are posting on Twitter is how many bullets do you need to get, you know, someone's food? And it's just one. It's just one. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> but in actuality, it's just a gun because you could have nothing in it. People would still get scared and just give you what you want, you know. Maybe batteries and solar panels. Hopefully it never comes to that. We don't want to live that way. I want to be no, able to like just chill with a rocking chair on the front porch and be left alone. I want to bring this awesome technology to everyone on Earth. Nelson Sepulveda says, Tim, you are wrong. The government and the media said the truth. There are no line for gas. If there is no gas, there is no line. I tweeted that. I was like, can't have a line for gas if there's no gas in the station, right? It's not a shortage. It, there's just not enough for everybody who wants it right now. Yeah, that, it's there's none. That's not a shortage. It means there's none. Seabrad <laughs> eighty one says you need to have Tom McDonald and Shoe on Head on your show. If also like to see you on the Drinking Bros podcast, 
I have spoken with Tom McDonald, I believe on uh, more than one occasion. He is, he is awesome. His music is fantastic, but he has, uh, it's just really difficult right now for a lot of people. And I think, I can't remember. I don't want to put Shuan Hat on the spot, but I don't think she wanted to. I don't remember for sure though. Maybe she said she couldn't do it. Um, cause I think it, a lot of people can't travel right now, but trust me, a lot of people are like, why don't you have these people? We asked everybody. I like everybody who follows me. I've emailed or, or DM'd and a lot of people are like, nah, <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't look Tom McDonald and shoot don't need to come on the show. They have their own massive platforms to speak their mind and do what they want to do. Yeah. So it's like, why would they fly out here when they have, you know, like Shu has like a million something subscribers. He doesn't need to come out here. Tom McDonald gets, puts out a music video and gets like tens of millions of views or whatever. He doesn't need to come and sit here and talk to me. So that's, that's the funny thing. I see a lot of people who have like these shows and they're like, you need to come on my show. And I'm like, no, they don't yeah. like they have their own show. That's why I, I, I like the idea. You know, Joe brings up Joe Rogan brings a lot of people who are just like academics and researchers, people who don't have shows. That makes sense. Yeah, that's you generally know? what I do. I go after authors and scholars and people that don't have shows, people that aren't media personalities, but are experts in their field with really cool stories to tell. That's my goal. Yeah. All right. We got uh, Crandall Logan says, Tim, you should buy a microwave, cut the cord and put spare electronics inside. A microwave is a Faraday cage to protect against EMPs from World War Three. Tim, you keep criticizing the former vice president. The Earth King invites you to Lake Laogai. Laogai? Logai? How do you pronounce that? There is no war in Bossing Se. You know that meme? Uh, I do from, not, from sir. I am not. I'm just, I'm not as internet as you, dude. So in the show Avatar, there's a, there's a war going on between all these nations. I saw that. And in the Earth King, the Earth city of Bossing Se, uh, the government doesn't allow anyone to talk about it. Oh. So they keep people in the dark. Oh, perfect. And that's what's happening now with like the shortages. The government's that's like, right. there is no gas shortage in Southeast United States. There definitely isn't. Just not it's, everybody who wants it can get it. That's right. That's different. Mm-hmm. Stop wanting your gas and you'll be fine. Get in your pot, eat your bugs. John Wifey says, remember the last ec- economy crash due to the housing crisis? Its catalyst was $5 a gallon gas, making people decide on mortgage or gas to work. Oh, man. He says, now our money is worth less. People are overspending and gas is artificially being made scarce. I predict a spike in gas prices and another collapse. I do not disagree. Let me introduce you to a word we haven't used for a while around here called stagflation. (laughs) Stagflation, that's where inflation goes up and the economy goes down and unemployment goes up. It is a bad place to be. And the last time we got out of uh, stagflation, it took us. It took the uh, first of all, the Federal Reserve, your best friend, Ian. I know them. I can't believe I'm bringing it up before you did. Federal Reserve. Federal Reserve. Paul Volcker raised interest rates like 18 percent in 1981, which killed inflation and kicked off a 40 year bull run in the market, in the bond market, which made an entire generation of fixed income bankers extremely rich. Maybe they're trying to angle for something like that yet yeah. again. Yep. Because the people who have hard assets that retain their value, once the economy crashes, can then buy up a bunch of the assets per pennies on the dollar and then swap back. And there we go. It pay, it, look, it, when they say it takes money to make money, that's what they're talking about. All right. Kevin Dobler says, Tim, have Crowder on. Yes. Crowder, who gets tens of millions of views and has millions of subscribers. I'd love to have him on. But he has a much bigger show, so like, why would he stop? Or does he? Nah, I, I he's, he's going to keep doing a show on his website. But why would he be like, I will not do my show 
and then go on my show. I don't know. You know, you guys like, got to make a deal where you go on his show once and he comes on. Well, your but show. like he has, he's had been on his show several times because he does remotes. Oh, we don't right. do a remote here. I would like to have you on my show because I would like to ask you my questions at my pace. We don't do remotes. We don't do remotes. Oh, I mean, Tim. I might, I might, but I might do a remote for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it. Depends on how tired I am. Uh huh. Hardest working man in YouTube. Well, so right here. so a lot of people. This guy. I stopped doing the weekend stuff, but now we're back to working on weekends again. Yeah. So now there's no because we're now we're doing the vlogs on the weekends, and so we're trying to ramp up and do a vlog every single day. And I only imagine that eventually my like head will explode. Yeah, well, you're young. Mr. Bojangle says, "Great work, y'all from Active <laughs> Military." I want to make sure to correct something I heard back on the sixth of May from Ian. Oh, I want to clarify that the phrase "WMD" isn't limited to nukes. Saddam used gas attacks in his war with Iran and the Kurds. All respect. That is confirmed. <laughs> yeah, gas. Enrique Lichtenstein says, this one's for Ian. Look up the NASA video on lattice confinement fusion. Long-term future of energy is looking very bright. Are you talking about the palladium lattice where they bombard it with I don't know. deuterium? And, uh, Perhaps. Let's find out. AMK says, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine announced a $1 million lottery for those who have received at least their first dose of the COVID vaccine per NBC News. Why? That is so weird. That just creeps me out. Tell me about it. I was I was looking up lattice confinement. Ohio's doing a one million dollar lottery for people who get the vaccine. Uh, that's just so that's weird. Bribery. Yeah. No, no. I was like, but why do they need to do that? Obviously, because not enough people, according to them, are getting the vaccine. I saw I saw the other day a woman, a PhD uh, public health person, saying that she thinks that the best way to get vaccines rolled out to more people is to go down to bars where people are consuming alcohol and utilize the fact that they are under the influence of a mind altering substance and susceptible to peer pressure and in an environment where things are already inhibitions are lowered that they should go around and just be jabbing all the drunk people out of bar. This yep. was made with a straight face. We got to get them when they're drunk and susceptible to peer pressure and their inhibitions are lowered. Then we can jab them up with our magnified chip implants that no, hold your no, refrigerator no. magnet to your arm. I feel like their immune system <laughs> no. would be their immune systems would be compromised at the bar. YouTube doesn't know when you're joking nor do they care. I'm joking. I don't know. Did I say something wrong? I mean, you just don't care if you joke. Oh. I don't. Look what they do. Look what they're doing to Crowder. Oh yeah, the Crowder way. was like, "I support the police and their actions," and they're like, "Okay, ban him." Yeah, I don't true. think um, alco- if you're under the influence of alcohol, your immune system is compromised, or at least you're not allowed so. to consent to sex, much less to get a vaccine when you're under the influence of alcohol. I would imagine there's just creepy people who all of a sudden don't believe in consent anymore. Yikes! Yeah. All right, we got this from Justin Jackson. It says, "So Tim and Gang." Gang. With a storm in the distance, you take cover. Gang. With the storm that is inflation, what can us young adults do that have no experience dealing with economic crisis besides voting people out of office? I don't know. In the old days, they would say buy land and gold. And bury a big pot of money, dollars in your backyard. And no. no. no that's opposite. What, that's what they did in the 20s. No, no, that's the opposite. That's the opposite sure? of what you, No, yes. When, you, when there's inflation and you need something, your incentive is to go out and to buy it as quickly as yeah, possible. Yeah, that was the gold standard back in the day, bro. When it's deflation, that's when you just take your money and stick it underneath the mattress. Because why buy this thing today that's going to be cheaper tomorrow? Yeah, buy Bitcoin now. And I, I don't mean it, literally. I'm saying I will buy Bitcoin now and then wait for it to just. So for a young person, I don't value. know how old he is or you are, but um, like, what do you do if you don't have a, a large asset? 
Like what do you do? What, one thing you can do is you have to get involved in a business that has changing prices and that you have to be responsible for your wages through your efforts, right? If you work for a company and inflation goes up, they're not going to raise your wages right away. And in fact, in the seventies, I believe we even put a cap on prices, put a cap on wages. We did a cap on all kinds of stuff, which led to shortages and all kinds of terrible things. But today, if you can get into a business in which you are the person that is responsible for generating income, and that income is a price that you can set on a day-to-day basis, you can therefore react then to your input prices. If you have a big set of inventory and a huge amount of investment, that's going to make it harder. But as long as you can buy and sell something that which you can change the price of yourself, that is a way to cope with inflation. All right, this one's good. Raleigh A. Murray says Trump should have his supporters register as Democrats and he should run as a Dem in 2024. Four out of five other Dems will split the Dem vote and the DNC will implode. <laughs> that would be epic. <laughs> yes. Be Trump, run as a Democrat. <laughs> he would win the primary. <laughs> All right. The one free man says, Michael Malice said COVID gave bad people a lot of useful info on just how far they could push the general public. That's, That's right. Creepy. Jerry Rosen says, hey, Tim, was listening to your podcast with Max Kaiser about BTC and disagree with him. I own a coin called Luna Doge. It's a DeFi token built to be a store of value. It incurs taxes that get redistributed to its holders, LTS. Interesting. Yeah, I don't like tokens unless they have actual function. Tokens on the, uh, on, you know, their ERC20 tokens, they're not the same as coins. Someone just decides to blink a million co- tokens into existence and they basically run off Ethereum. Unless they're doing something like mines where they actually can be used to gain access to, like, to boost content, to gain views, like actually use it for purchasing ad space. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, like a DeFi actual coin, a, 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 you know, like a, a um, not necessarily a fork off of Bitcoin, but, you know, copy of Bitcoin technology, I think are better. Like Dogecoin, I like, but the Shiba, Shiba thing, I think is a token, which is like a centralized, just snap, you snap into existence. I don't, I don't like that. I know Doge is uh, uh, inflationary, but still. Dr. Doctor says, last Super Chat for a while. I'll be in the field planting soybeans and corn for the next two weeks. As always, thank you guys for putting in the hard work and being the voice of reason in a time where reason seems to have gone out the window. Thank you for showing soy some love. Uh, and as an aside, did you guys hear, did you guys hear Boogie is now in jail? Oh, man. And I mean, he I, should be. Yeah, he fired a gun in the air. He did more than that. Oh. So here's, here's a quick story for the, I, I don't know, I'm just, it just someone remind, I, I, I thought of it right now. So you're gonna, you're gonna want to hear this, Jack. I'm listening. Tell do, me. Do you know about what happened with this guy, Boogie two nine eight eight two nine eight eight? Nope. Big YouTuber, right? Is uh, he was really really big at one point. He's still fairly big. He was getting, I guess, they were saying he was being harassed by some guy. Shows up to his house. The story most people tell is that Boogie is out, goes outside, and has a gun and warns the guy, "You're threatening my family. Get off my property. You know, or I'll, I'll shoot you." And the guy tells him to f you, and he's swearing at him and saying slurs. And then Boogie says, "I'm gonna fire a warning shot," and then fires the gun in the air in a residential neighborhood. So a lot of people are like, nah, he shouldn't be getting arrested or charged. That guy was harassing him. Let, let, me, let me tell you guys what happened because you need to watch the video. The dude was harassing him. I mean, or the, the, the dude was definitely, I should say, uh, trolling him online. Harassment, you know, there's different definitions to people. So trolling him and did show up to his house. In the full video, Boogie is goading him back, saying, I'll show you a pussy butt, I'll show you, and doesn't call the cops takes a gun from someone else and says, I'm coming out there. All right, protect my dog. I'm going out there. Opens the door to confront the guy. Then points the gun in the air and says, I'm going to shoot it. I'm going to shoot it and shoots it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You can't do those things. You can't do that. All right, I'm sorry. Someone comes to your house and is banging on the door, screaming swear words and slurs. You call the police. You take your weapon and you say, do not come into my house or I will use lethal force. And then you wait for the police to arrive. You don't open your door to the perceived threat. Stand in front of them and say, I'm warning you, I'll shoot. Because what that proves to a court is by opening the door, you are not threatened. You did not feel a threat. You actually inv- you opened confrontation, you invited confrontation by pointing the gun and then saying, I will shoot you. And not actually taking a shot, you are proving you did not feel threatened. A person who feels threatened immediately just fires. Someone kicks your door in. You don't say, hey, hey, don't come to my house. But even then, you have a better argument than going out and confronting somebody. So his court is on the 28th. And I think he is going to get the book thrown at him and a half. It's going to be, I'm going to lock this guy up. What is the, what is the charge for firing a weapon in the Aggravated air? assault. It's a class D felony in Arkansas. So it's uh, up to six years in prison. And if you use a firearm, it's 15. Jeez. What? If you use a firearm in an aggravated assault, 15 years. So this dude could be potentially getting... So this dude who shot a gun up into the air... He didn't, he didn't do that. He went like this. Okay. But not at them. He fired it like in the direction of homes and sure. and those bullets come down fast. Sure, wow. they do. Um, I'm just... I can't... I think it was a 38. I'm not I, sure. I'm just... I'm, I think the last time I was here was the night that those two girls carjacked uh, Uber. Each driver stole his car and killed the man. Anwar, yeah, they're getting off. Well, they're getting they're getting sentences. Well, they're, they're not even being tried as adults. They're going to be out. They're going to be done. Yeah, but aren't they going to go actually go to to to, to juvie? Yeah, yeah, they're going to go to juvie. Big deal. Yeah, they're going to go to juvie for big deal. But this guy who had a guy at his house who was harassing him or whatever, he walks outside, he shoots it over their head. He's going to go to prison for fifteen years. That bullet comes down somewhere. But did it? Yes. On whom? It probably hit someone's house. I don't know. That's why he's not getting a murder charge. Yeah. He's getting an aggravated assault charge. 15 He's not years. even getting an assent- attempted murder charge. That's up to. Yeah. Some, uh, I'll, I, I think it's, it's possible that he could get a, a plea deal down for like a year probation or something. I, I mean, people murder people and get less than a 15-year sentence. Yeah, that's the maximum. Yeah. Aggravated assault with a firearm in Arkansas would be like, in that circumstance, they're probably imagining you walk up to someone and put the gun in their face and scream at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was close to doing that. Listen, if someone comes to your house, I understand you're mad. But opening your door, telling the guy, I'll show you who's a pussy, bud. That's what he said. Yeah, that's not, like, that's dude, not you're good. not scared of that person when you do that. You're angry at that person. True. When you open the door to them, you are not worried they were going to injure you or your family. You actually were inviting the confrontation by doing so. And he only called the cops because afterward, the other guy in the video was like, oh, you should call the cops, man. He's like, OK, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. The police wouldn't even. Call. The funny thing is, by calling the cops, now he's going to jail. If they didn't call the cops, nothing would happen. So the guy went there to get under his skin and harass him. Oh, he was saying crazy stuff. And man, did he succeed. That sucks. Do not be drawn into their fight. Dude, the gun wasn't even his. Don't take someone else's gun. Open your door to someone you claim is threatening you and fire a gun in the air in a residential neighborhood. That's insane. And a lot of people are like, they're defending him. And I'm like, dude, I get it. He was being, you know, he, he was upset. He was being trolled by this guy. He's saying he was being harassed by this guy. But good luck proving to a judge you were actually scared of that person. You don't get to fire a gun at someone you're mad at because they're harassing you. Sorry, <laughs> that's not how it works. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Let's read some more Super Chats. 
Sonny James says, I'm actually excited about panic buying. Despite all the uh, division among us citizens of the US, we all agree on one thing. We don't trust our government. When they tell us not to panic, we all do. And we've been right so far. Creepy, right? Handyman TN says, Tim, think quick. What is your single best advice for a new YouTuber? Start making videos. (laughs) Just do it and get better at it. Every day, make a video, work as hard as you can, and just get the ball rolling. Have a good microphone. That's a big part of it. No, no, no. Just get started. You can have crappy lighting, but if the audio is really good, that goes a long way. Now, when I first started, I had a GoPro, a GoPro 4 with crappy audio. And then if your content is good, quality can improve afterwards. Did you share your stuff? That's exactly how I started. Shoe on head use as a webcam. When I started, I would right-click all the comments. I'd go to another vlogger like Boheme. He was a, a popular and I so I right-clicked on all the commenters and opened all their pages and then messaged them each individually. This is my new video. So I would take 12 hours a day or 10 hours a day publicizing my stuff. Did you spend a lot of time publicizing your work nope. in the early days? None. I started off with a crappy mic and a crappy webcam. Started off doing just audio and now content was good and then it took me time and i finally i finally upgraded all my equipment it's all pro level now and man we're, we're killing it now. yeah I, had a, I would take a gopro 4 and i'd put it on top of the monitor and i just press play and then i'd record like a 10 minute thing every day and that was it and then i just started you know getting the flow of things once i streamlined the process got a better camera upgrade 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 and just start doing it you can't get good at something unless you just start doing it don't worry about the biggest mistake people make is yes, trying yes. to build a massive foundation. Yes. This is true for any startup. Yes. They'll lay this million-dollar concrete foundation figuratively or literally and then find out they're in the wrong place. Right. So if you go out and buy a bunch of expensive microphones and cameras and you don't know what you're doing with them, you've just wasted a bunch of money when you find out, I actually don't need that. I actually need something else. <laughs> so I have a black magic uh, switcher on my desk. That's one of those things that I don't need. As amazing. well, listen. This is a, this is a, a something that I talk about a lot inside the LO, which is uh, the OODA loop: observe, orient, decide, and act. It's a great way of making decisions and adjusting yourself to circumstances. We like to turn that around and do act first, act, then observe, orient, and decide. Action to orient. Take action to figure out where you are. Just get started. You will learn more by screwing up than you will ever learn by reading books or being mentored or tutored or taking a class or anything. Get out there and make mistakes. Mistakes are progress. Yeah. How long after you started did you start to see a return? Financial return? Yeah, I guess financial is one way to look at it. Uh, Day one. Oh, were you already in the partner program? I had a YouTube channel already. I was working for – I just left Disney, and I made a GoFundMe where I was like – uh, I'm going to go to Sweden. And then a bunch of people started tweeting it out. We raised a bunch of money. I went to Sweden. We got millions of views. So a call to action. That's so uh, when I first started making content, content was good. I was streaming at Occupy Wall Street. And so within, I think, like two Drink. days, I was getting 2,000 concurrent views per live stream. If nothing was happening, I'd get about 700 because I went to Occupy Wall Street and people wanted to know what was happening. So I was interested in something goings on. I went there and I filmed stuff. And it was a product that people had a demand for, a high demand. How do you get access inside this camp? Now, there are other people who are doing live streams with laptops, but they weren't talking. So you would turn it on and just see someone pointing a camera at random things. It's contextless. No one understood. I started streaming and talking at the same time. And then all of a sudden people were like, now I understand everything. You'd see a tent. So that tent over there is where the sanitation people are. They have mops in there. It's like, oh, now that guy over there, he gives everybody tamales every day. Oh, and then I immediately, within like a couple of days, 2,000 viewers. Then it was like 20,000, then 50. And then I think we had 
I don't remember how many viewers we had during the Occupy raid, but it was like 22 hours and it was like a combined 200 million views across all syndication or something ridiculous. Okay, look, here's one last piece of advice. Tim just told his story about going to Occupy Wall Street. I have similar experience in going to the riots in D.C. in May and June and July of last year. The moral of the story is go to where the news is. If you're doing news. If you're doing news, go yeah. to where the news is or become the news. Those are two very good ways yeah. to get a lot of attention. Yeah. You can uncover like the inner workings of an industry. Like I was an actor in L.A. And so people wanted to see what's it like to be an actor in L.A. So I would like tell them my daily experience. I went to an audition. I'd go to the theater and I would. they were very – that seemed to interest people too. All right. Let's read some more. We got Connor O'Brien. It says, Tim, judgment day is coming. I formally refuse to partake in anti-racism training at work. I'm anticipating getting canned for this. Any need for a tax accountant, project manager in the business? Uh, yes, actually. You can send an email to jobs at timcast.com, but we are so overloaded. It's very difficult for us to get to any of these emails. I desperately want to get pitches for mini docs, but again, we are so overloaded. It's very difficult to, to go through this. I have no time what in the day. What kind of budgets are you looking to hand out for those mini docs? Uh, entirely depends, I suppose. Yeah. Not big ones. Um, I'll just put it this way. I can't say exactly. But I can say Vice's budgets ranged from 10 to 50K. Yeah. So I don't think we're in Vice territory yet. No, you're way bigger. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> way more relevant. Just kidding. In sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but in sure. terms of having access to capital, yeah, not yeah, so much. No, so, yeah, yeah. Um, But enough to make good stuff. Cool. So it just entirely depends. I got if ideas. somebody like wants to drive down to Georgia, I, what we want to do is I want to, I want to get some interviews with people. There's a town in Georgia where gun ownership is mandatory. Have you ever heard wow. of it? No. Yeah, someone was talking about it the other day, but I've been, you know, following the story. Yeah, you're you're required by like town charter to own a gun. Is it anywhere near Atlanta? Because I'm going to be in Atlanta pretty soon. I don't know. I have to look it up. I had an idea about. Uh, I'll check it out. A ghost hunting show. I'll tell you about it off air. I don't want to blast. One of the, one of the things uh, I want to do is a lot of people have mentioned um, potential paranormal stuff, but anything we do with paranormal is going to be academic. So, you know, we've gotten hit up, hit up by people who are like, we want to do EVP and like seances. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to do that. It's never going to happen. What I would like to do is actually have someone go to a haunted house, a known haunted location, and then someone else go to a new build, a building that was just built. Mm-hmm. And then of, of similar, of similar structure or similar composition, and then do a series of tests with a variety of like energy detection devices. And then as a control group, and then test to see if there's differences it's not perfect because the ground composition will be different. We don't, you know, there could be a mine underneath. Who knows? I think I figured out the secret. But at least starting from the basic scientific approach of we're not going to do EVP garbage that's made up. We're not going to use EMF detectors, you know, in, in the way they do on these ghost hunter shows. We will have them. But a lot of what they do is just made up stupid stuff. I want an actual academic view of haunted locations. Why are they haunted? Why do people report these things? Are they making it up? Can we do some legitimate scientific research and then be like, here's what we found. We don't know what it means. Here's some data. Where, who's doing it? Some universities probably. I'd like to film it. Hundred yeah. I'll talk about it. I don't want to right blast on. out every you – know, All right. Josh Oliver says, hi. Love the show. I actually sent you an email about getting on as an intern and also a project idea for creating culture in the world of writing. I don't live far from y'all and would love to chat. Josh Oliver um, pitches at TimCast.com. But again, we are so overloaded trying to get everything done. We probably just need to dedicate a good week to hiring like five people so that we can manage out all these projects properly. First thing you should do is hire somebody who hires people and then you just don't have to worry about it anymore. Quality control, man. Yeah, but okay. yeah, like a yeah, like an HR person. But they got to be like top tier, best of the best, and that's not easy to do. Nope. Yep. Nope. People Tyler. are the hardest parts of any business. It's true. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> managing personalities. Tyler, 102401 says, I was wondering two things. Would you be willing to finance a business venture? It is a medication that promotes mental longevity called Batacath Care. Also, where can I buy Bitcoin? Um, Max was mentioning Swan Bitcoin, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we'll shout them out. I've not checked them out, but uh, that's what Max was saying, and Max is smart. Um, so I don't know. Look into it. And Batacath Care, interesting. I would not be interested in getting any- anywhere near that, unfortunately. Sure? Oh. Yeah, I'm not confident in Batacath Care. Hmm. What is it? Batacath? Trent Sherberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberber
TimBS.com, click that big, beautiful members only button. Then you will see at the top bar members area, and that's where you will find the segment at about 11 or so. We put it up and there's like a rendering thing or whatever, but we, we get it up just before the end of the day. And then you can see this huge library of content. It's amazing. The website's going to be reformatted soon. We have a lot of a really amazing stuff and it's going to be, uh, it's going to be awesome. We have a, we're putting together a newsroom, which means we're going to have regular old articles. We're going to have a standard blog section and we're going to have an additional piece of bonus content. That's right. Because Ian was talking with Dave Smith about the Fed. I finally got a chance to pick Dave's brain. He's very, very smart. That was a great conversation. Bill was there too. And that will be up at TimCast.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. So make sure you go and become a member. Smash the like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share it with your friends. Leave us a good review. You can follow the show, Facebook.com slash TimCastIRL. We are leveraging Facebook in the attempt to grow our channel. So help share our videos. Spread the word. We're also on Instagram at TimCastIRL. Thanks for hanging out because we are live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. So we'll be back tomorrow. And uh, Jack has a channel. I do have a channel, Jack Murphy Live, on YouTube. New videos every day at noon. I've got Jesse Kelly tomorrow. I got a couple of up-and-comers coming on Friday. Other huge guests, former cabinet member coming up on oh. Jack Murphy Live. we got a lot of great guys coming up. Check it out. And if you're interested in masculinity, brotherhood, and sovereignty, join the Liminal Order. That's liminal-order.com. Come sign up for the mailing list. I heard you also have a book. I have a book. It's called Democrats to Deplorable. In fact, uh, Tim had a mug of mine around here at one point. Someone stole it. The book. Oh, well, we'll have to get you more. It was a great, <laughs> great mug. Great mug. Tim drank out of it one day. It was amazing. Best picture I ever took. Uh, yeah, Democrats to Deplorable. That's available on Amazon as well. Describes how we got to this point in the culture war. Right you know, you can always follow my work at iancrosslin.net and follow me on social media, Ian Crosslin. I love you guys. Thank you for coming. He's this a tremendous follower. Really I, I try and post the most intelligent things. Hey, you. Hey, you. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, you're more than welcome to follow me on Twitter. I am Sarah Patch Litz, and I'm trying to beat Sarah Patch Kids and followers. So follow Do me for it. Sure. We will see you all over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.